0: I can't do it.
1: I do what I want I do what I want I do what I want want.
0: And we are live in the secret studio Well, live to us, uh, recording to you crazy kids out there in the land of the internets A quick thank you to all of these random people in Slovakia, Romania, uh, Brazil, Stockholm, Netherlands, and the country I'm not allowed to go into, Canada, for listening. I appreciate it all. Joining us, got two special guests today. Uh, one, owner of the secret studio, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Bobby Cheetah. How are you, oh, sir? Hi. Doing great. Yeah. And the ow, afternoon, ow. playing a little
2: hooky from work.
0: I like it. Better. I like it with your fancy drink. What do you What do you got over there?
2: It's a little michelada from South Texas. Got to have a little lime, a little Bloody Mary mix, and a tecate with the uh, chili salt rim.
0: Chili salt rim. Olive. And joining like lunch you, lunch in a glass, like lunch in a glass. <laughs> and 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 there she is, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, way too fancy for this group. That is uh, that's a hundred percent accurate. Uh, and she's going to give us uh, some insight on on her past, new she does, and who she is, and everything else. But uh, give it up for uh, Elizabeth Maxwell. Thank you very much.
1: Cheers. Cheers. Nice you you, you,
0: you set aside the fancy drink, and uh, you you went simple for me, so I didn't have to take a <laughs> class in mixology, which I appreciate. <laughs> hey, you asked what my
1: favorite cocktail I, was. I, I know. <laughs> coming
0: You're from great. a person coming from a person whose favorite cocktails, I was like, that's a beer. <laughs> They're like, no, <laughs> but no. is it cold? Yeah, it's good. It's Bud Light. I mean, it's not like uh, Yeah, oh yeah, I'll take it. It just, you know, never turned one down. So it's it's hard for me to uh, to wrap my head around. Or, or a shot of tequila with a slice of orange is about as fancy as I get.
1: Yeah, I was a bartender for many years. Okay. So I'm not saying that all ba- bartenders like fancy drinks. But I think once you uh, make a ton for other people, it's hard not to start like, well, why don't I put that kind of care and attention to detail into my own drinks?
0: You should. <laughs> I, uh... You know, I go to uh, spend quite a bit of time and used to and still love Dirty Bills a lot. We record there sometimes. I was there. When I got here about a decade ago, I uh, met Leslie, who's a bartender, now the owner. Mm-hmm. And we're hanging out, and it's Super Bowl Sunday, puppy bowls on. That's and I'm at the end good. of the bar, excellent, just watching the puppies, a couple other people in there. And we're chatting it up, and this troop of ladies walk in. Dirty Bills. I don't know if you've been to Dirty Bills. Uh, is Hallway it- Bar, West 6th. Yeah, it's late yeah, night. Yeah. You usually don't <laughs> remember. Rome
2: mean anything to you? Yeah. <laughs>
1: like garden? Yeah,
2: they have yeah. Like a ton of them all through
1: there. I, d- I okay. don't believe I've had the pleasure uh, we, of visiting this place. I think, I think
2: we know where we're going after
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when you get back from your international travels, we will grab you and then some other people, and we will take you all down to uh, the Dirty Bills. But we we're in there, and this girl's walking in. And she's having a good time. She's like, "Anyways, I just want to say, and she's going on and on and on. And Leslie just rolls her eyes, like, I'm going to make something for these. She's like, do we want a Lemon Drop Girls or a Cosmo? And Leslie's like, well, she's like, hold on. She says, anyway, so it's just that I really like John. John's amazing. And I'm like, oh, it's great. I'm glad to hear about John from the other fucking bar. I can't believe I'm hearing this. She says, it's just that John, he doesn't make me come. And I've been drinking. And I said, with a voice like that, who would want to hear you come? And she looked and she goes, what an asshole. And everyone else in the bar started laughing. And she goes, well, I will see you later. And she takes off and leaves. And Leslie walks down and I'm I'm thinking I'm going to get yelled at. She could have made 10 lemon drops at 20 bucks a piece. I'm like, what do I owe you for? She's like, are you kidding me? You just saved me for making 10 lemon drops. I'm buying you a beer. I'm like, Okay. I'm in now. That sounds good. Now, now I'm okay. So, uh, you chose the movie.
1: I did choose. One. It's
0: a rare thing when I let someone choose the movie. Really? Well, yeah, I usually don't do that.
1: Well, you 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 select a guest and then pick a movie you think that they would like.
0: No, that I like. Oh. <laughs> well there's it. some there's some
1: thought to it right? there's, there's, there's always Kennedy, some thought to it like us. Yeah. It's, relevant, right? it's relevant it's
0: relevant I, I try to tie it in but I mean I'm going to hit play on this uh, by the way the movie everyone's like what's the movie Fifth Element folks a classic Chris Rock with one of the most interesting hairdos of all time Bruce Willis the man who never ages uh, and, and, a, and a great great cast to boot futuristic fun which I think ties it a little bit to it. You do. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm gonna hit play, and then we're gonna we're gonna kick this off. Let me see here. Go ahead and hit play, Darjay. And boom, we're going. Folks, get in at a minute on this because we're gonna do a one minute intro, and it doesn't have to, of course, be a minute. Whatever you'd like. But tell people about what you do because you're gonna do it better than I do it. Uh, what you do, kind of how you got into it, um, and what it was like uh, going and uh, you know being uh, being a part of. Um, New Zealand and having fun over there. Cause you just got back from New Zealand. Right? I
1: did just get yeah. back from so New Zealand. Yeah, so you you yeah. were,
0: you're a person on the go, and I'm, I could not be happier that we we're able to, to get this in. So I'm just excited.
1: Um, uh, my name is Elizabeth Maxwell, yeah. and um, basically, I talk and pretend to be other people for a living. Nice. Um, I am an actor, a voice actor, a host. Um. Anybody who's listening, more than likely, if you recognize my name, it's probably from the VO voiceover realm. Um, I tend to stick mostly, like my movies, with genre work. Okay. Um, I do mostly anime dubbing, video games, animation. Uh, video games? Yeah.
0: So there's voiceover work in video games. One out of... Are, I are don't lot video back games. in the 90s?
1: Listen,
0: there's no voiceover um, work in solitaire. I'm going to let um, you know that right now, okay? Fair enough, fair <laughs> enough. Um, yeah. i an 80-year-old woman. when it comes to video games. You know Zelda? Yes, Legend of Zelda. Yeah,
1: okay, so you know the most recent version, no, I remember the, Breath of the Wild?
0: I'm born in 1974, so I remember the Nintendo, blow the cartridge, shove it in, and then play the game.
1: Well, I'm about to blow your mind. Blow my mind. Princess Zelda has a voice now. Wow! Yeah, I don't voice her, but say you're Zelda. I know. No, no my I... ratings just shut up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I I am in the game though. I'm a character uh, named Urbosa, and she is there. Are four champions of Hyrule that protect the realm, and she's the. I don't know if you're familiar with the Gerudo. I don't know how far into the Zelda games you got. I won. Uh, she's not the, Gerudo the first
0: one. She's
1: like, she's How did I even end up on this podcast? Um. Charity, <laughs> Man,
0: you lost a bet with God. It's called charity. Uh,
1: but yeah, I'm uh, the Gerudo are this really cool, like kind of like Amazonian women warrior race. Mm-hmm. And I play uh, the champion uh, Gerudo champion. I mean,
0: no offense, I oh. should probably be more the Amazonian woman than you. Uh, you're uh, for those that have never met Elizabeth, but are fans. Uh petite, yeah. Uh, you're not Amazonian in any stretch. So hey,
1: I've been working I'm not, on my muscles. Amazonian, not,
0: not you. are got guns. I'm just saying. No, you're not Amazonian.
1: No, yeah. no. You're
0: not nine feet tall.
1: But Urbosa does have red hair. There you that. go. Oh.
0: How was the the Wizard Comic Con? Is it is it interesting meeting people who just like let's say play Zelda, hear your voice, and they come up and. I guess they don't have a game cartridge. I don't know what they have for you to sign, or they just want a yeah, picture with you, or people
1: pe- all all of the above. People okay. have a sign, um, like the the jackets, you know, uh-huh. uh, for the. uh Oh, this is going to happen a lot.
0: Excuse That's me. okay. Burps happen. I'm
1: very burpy, and I'm drinking ginger beer right now. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, no, the best is when little kids come up that yeah. don't like fully have a grasp of, of like the whole like. This character is being portrayed by an actor thing, and then they come up and you do the voice for them, like in a line mm. from the, the show or from the the game, and you just see their eyes go like <laughs> real wide. <laughs> um, that's my favorite. Nice. Uh, so uh. Wizard World Austin was really fun. Uh, a lot of families, which I love seeing. Okay. Um, I love seeing like parents bring their kids to comic cons and kind of see them bonding over. Uh, geeky stuff that the parents likely don't understand, but I appreciate the effort they're making.
0: Is it how does? I mean, I, I'm always interested how one gets into the voiceover world, or once or once you're in, is it kind of like being a successful actor, or actress? Where once you've done something good, someone else calls like, "Hey, by the way, we got this new thing. It's uh, My Little Ponies, but it's this," and you're like, <laughs> "Now I'm gonna pass on that." I'm like, okay, well we got this other thing. It's uh, you know, the the Earth is flat, and you're you're running it, and I mean, do they now? Yeah, does work because you've done so much? Is it? Does it more come to you? And or are there are there still like tryouts, like an actor or actress, where they you know, sit in front of a group and read?
1: Yeah, well, for voiceover, it's a little different, just because most auditions are not done in person. Okay. Um, you can record at home, which is mm-hmm. kind of one of the beauties of it. Uh, sometimes if they want you to come in for a callback, they'll want that to be in person. Okay. But, is it like
2: over the phone, Skype, or uh, I've FaceTime? done some
1: Skype, but usually if it's a bigger client and they want you there for the callback, they actually want you physically there. Oh, interesting. So, yeah. So I travel a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but th- there's a little bit of what you're talking about. Um, I would say that 85% of my work I still audition for, but there is some element of... Once you've done enough work or worked with people multiple times, sometimes they will just kind of uh, hand you roles and you mm-hmm. won't have to audition for them, or this is probably going to mean nothing to you, but there's a, a game series called uh, Persona, Okay. and the most recent one, Persona 5, I, I played a, a good role in, and the director was having a hard time finding uh, the right voice for it because she's... Young, She's not an older character, but she's supposed to have this innate air of authority and gravitas. And he's a big anime fan, and he happened to watch a couple animes that I was in, uh, Attack on Titan and uh, Ghost in the Shell Arise, I believe, were the two ones. And he heard my voice and was like, oh, that's it. That's who I want. And uh, just emailed me and was like, hey, do you want to be in this game? And that was like the first time I never had to audition for something. And I was like, this is the most amazing feeling in the
0: world <laughs> <laughs> yes and i will you're welcome thank you for hearing my voice It's um, interesting you did Ghost to the show which also became a movie mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh you did titan um can you travel globally is that just i mean a lot of the anime is uh, seems to be a lot more outside of the u.s than in the u.s am i correct on that
1: well, the global traveling that I do tends to be for Comic-Cons. Okay. It's not so much to go and do work in other countries. Because um, at least for anime, you know, all the work I'm doing is the English dubbing of it. So, oh, okay. Um, it used to be, I have some friends who have been in the business for a lot longer than me. And they used to actually get flown out to like China and Japan and stuff to work on certain large video game titles. Mm-hmm. But I just think as technology has gotten better, that's become less and less necessary. Mm-hmm. Fancy studios exactly. like the
0: one we're in today. Exactly. Exactly. Love Fancy it.
1: Fancy microphones like the one I'm on now.
0: You're much fancier than, well, <laughs> that's not pretty blue. That's fine. Uh, you Joe, um, Fifth Element. Why did you choose Fifth Element?
1: Uh, Fifth Element is one of my favorite movies of all time. Um, I am a huge fan of genre as I mentioned and always have been Um, sci-fi and fantasy have always been my jam whether it was TV shows movies Uh, I read a lot of fantasy and sci-fi growing up Um, and I just think this movie is such a perfect example of sci-fi fantasy done right Mm -hmm. where it's just like just the right level of camp and humor but also with great acting okay um, I mean so many one-liners that coming off of this movie that I can't even count uh, probably my favorite performance of Gary Oldman's ever Wow I know I know um, but I've also discovered as I've gotten older that I'm really attracted to stylized acting as well Um, I think that in the fifth element is a good example of like Bruce Willis always plays it very natural and kind of close to the, close to the best. Um, but the kind of like slightly elevated, not entirely natural acting that a lot of the characters do in this film is speaks to my heart. Speaks to your heart. I like it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's funny, uh, I, I like the idea, and Bobby. I'm gonna throw the question to you as well. You know the, the fifth element. Um, I find it interesting. I, I like it for Bruce Willis. Mm-hmm. I like it for Chris Tucker. I mean, it is Chris Tucker? Yeah. I get huh? I get names wrong so many times. Uh, I called um, the guy from Roadhouse, Sam Elliott. Mm-hmm. I call him Sam Donaldson like five times. In the <laughs> so when there's a when I say it with a question, cool. it's <laughs> not it's not me being an asshole. I just sometimes don't know. Yeah. Also,
1: out of all of the movies that you could have referenced Sam Elliott from, the fact that you chose Roadhouse is very telling.
0: <laughs> it's very telling. No. <laughs> persona non grata is more of me than anything else. It is. Uh, what's, what, you know, what what it is? I mean, for me, it was, it was the movie and then uh, the model that be, is also an actress. Mila Jovovich. Um, Mila Jehovah, she, That Halloween costume is still iconic to this mm-hmm. day. Like, you can walk that, you can rock that out any year for halloween and someone's like fifth element amazing no one's like what the hell is she doing with tape on they're like oh no that's the fifth element uh so it was it was always one of those like i love the whole aspect of it the 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 fun that that tucker brought the the intensity that bruce willis brought uh bobby what do you think about the movie so uh if you say you haven't seen it that's fantastic i have
2: not seen it there's no better way to see it than with without any words (laughs) Yeah. I'm really into uh, talking and listening and meeting new people. So, and in addition to my space. so yeah. I'm just, <laughs> you're I'm like camping I'm, out. You kind <laughs> of need me. You're so. in my house. So, I uh, <laughs> just want to say,
1: Bobby, I need you to promise me that you will go back and watch this movie with sound. Okay. okay. I,
2: I will do that because I could tell already just looking at it without any sound on a really small screen. I'm like, I love that little. Whatever that creature is in the background, someone created that. I think that's awesome. He's an alien.
1: He's an alien. He's an alien. He's even better. I don't honestly remember what they're called, but he's an alien.
2: Now I've seen the, obviously, heard of the movie, right? Mm-hmm. Seen the title a thousand times, but just never seen it. But I promise you that I will go back and I will see this.
0: No. Now, and I
2: will do it for me, not necessarily for you. <laughs> <laughs> I need to see this, okay? <laughs>
0: i like to introduce bobby to a lot of things that um then he's like what's what's going on why did this happen jason i'm like i ah, don't worry about it it'll be fun yeah it'll be good mm-hmm. but we did uh bobby's with his band we did the uh the three amigos which was yeah
1: oh. mm. i
0: steve mean martin, yeah. Mm-hmm. steve martin uh to this day of those three hands down the best i mean listen a stone chevy chase is a funny chevy chase a sober chevy chase is an angry chevy chase <laughs> You know, I mean, right. it's just, that it's just kind of factual. I mean, some people like, and I'll steal this from, uh, from Andrew Jenks, you know, uh, some people are, are better drunk, like Boris Yeltsin or Chevy Chase. You just put, keep in their happy spot. You know, not everyone, there's, I'm sure there's people that are going to freak out about this. Not everyone has to be sober. It's fine. You know,
2: some people probably don't need to be, Yeah, right? Like a you know,
0: partially sober is good for them. Yeah. Uh, you know, they, uh, Bill Clinton famously said about Boris Yeltsin, he said, you know, Boris Yeltsin drunk is better than nine out of ten of those people around the world that are that were former communist leaders or are coming out of there sober. So we'll take him drunk every day. <laughs> it's just, it's like, good for you, man. I mean, come on. Mm-hmm. Nothing wrong with sobriety. It's sober October, by the way, folks. It's over. Get sober October. 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 It's mm-hmm. over. It's gone. Now it's June. To re- Maybe I'll remember 30. November. See what I did there? My enunciation's horrible. I don't know how I have this job. I guess I can't really fire myself though. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so now it's maybe remember November, but I go back into Silverville as I go to Kentucky with my wife and her family. They don't drink. Well, they do. They don't drink beer or wine. This is one of those yes, weird Bergen? things, and we're we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna tie this into the movie, right? Because there there are weird things that happen in this movie. No, they're like you bring in a six pack of brand Like we're not alcoholics. I was like, oh, okay, you know, I didn't I didn't think you were. Like, okay. <laughs> You yeah, know, wine coolers or Chris will bring like a, you know, a rosé or champagne. I'm like, what are you doing? We're not out. We don't drink here. I'm like, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to offend anyway. Would you like some moonshine? We made it in the <laughs> basement. <laughs> so you're going to give me something probably going to make me go blind. So and you're okay percent with beer, this. alcohol. Alcohol.
2: 80% moonshine, fine.
0: Have so a search. Set. Yeah. Have a sip. Have a glass, two fingers, one big ice cube. Don't get crazy with it. Let it burn all the way down.
1: <laughs> okay. So if you homebrewed your beer or your wine, yeah, would that a make nope. a difference? But there's
2: no mass distribution and production. No, I mean,
0: even though you don't want the government's filthy, dirty hands in, uh, in the making of your goods. I mean, and they're serious. They're, I went and I bought a whole bunch. of well, you've had some of it. It's not bad moonshine.
2: I actually think all moonshine's bad. It <laughs> should taste terrible. Even the one that tastes like sediment and apple pie and all yeah, that stuff. Yeah, the one that I get... It's still bad, dude. I don't care. It doesn't matter what you put in it. Maybe <laughs> rainbows, glitters, and my little ponies jumping out of that shit and I would still fucking hate it. I just don't You're like it. Wrong. Yeah. I like tequila. Like <laughs> I like bourbon. I like gin. love wine. I love that wine. Is just,
0: it's just it's, bad. I mean, it, and then, you know we, we, go, we went to the guy's house who makes it and he goes, Honey, get him! And I like, what the fuck get? What the what I mean, that I, I don't want to get God. <laughs> right. I prefer that and not get him. And he goes, "If you had my moonshine? I go, yes, yes, yes. I've had it. So if you had this, and I'm just like, yes. He goes, well, I'm getting them all out, sampling. So now I've had a drink of his chocolate cherry, his apple pie, his white lightning, uh, his cherry, his... Pumpkin pie, which was just he just took a pumpkin pie and put it in the white lightning and just shook it vigorously. We had chunks floating in Ew. it. Ew. Yeah, oh. That like,
1: doesn't oh. sound sanitary. No, no should, none we should, we should
0: of it. Have to and and he runs it all up to Detroit. Like he sells it out of U-Hauls in Detroit. So it's just run. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Is I, he aware that prohibition was lifted?
2: I have to take I have to take a pause on this. because There was a moment where it was early in our friendship. Yeah. This was a defining moment of where, like, I Jesus. just you know, friendship's all about setting boundaries, right? Life is yeah, all about because I have boundaries.
0: a lot of boundaries. No,
2: I had to set them with you. Yeah.
0: Had,
2: it's never the other way around. I never encroach on you. Okay, but uh, Jason was just you. like, dude, uh, I got a really good idea. I was like, okay, where's this coming from? You know, he's like, Jason's driving a Mini Cooper at this point in time, right? Uh, yeah, he's six foot two. I'm um, about the same height, right? About and forty pounds heavier than you. <laughs> I enjoy leg room, you know, as any person of my height does. So he's like, "Hey, we should take a run in the Cooper to Kentucky, and we should fill the mini Cooper up with moonshine and bring it back." Like, I remember first that off, road I trip. I want to go to Kentucky. <laughs> Second off, road <laughs> trip. It's a great idea still. Like, no, no, no. I did not want to be in a mini Cooper.
0: With you. For that long of a time.
2: No, no, third off, I did not want to be with you for that long of a time. I love you in short doses, man, but we're not marathon friends. Right? Not <laughs> friends and then in addition to that, I'm like, crossing state lines. Like, first off, how much moonshine can you even put? Like seven jars? Is it seven cases? Is a Mini Cooper? It's not a good car. So all these things are going through my head. And I'm just like shaking my head like, no, dude, it's not a good idea. I'm not, I'm not going on this trip. And you asked me like six times. Yeah. And I just kept saying, dude, I'm not going on a moonshine run to Kentucky with you in a small car to Kentucky. So that that I just uh, I
0: remember because then I would just text you, what if we did it like yeah. on a Friday and <laughs> yes. we were back by Sunday. And all these different ideas. Like, <laughs> what
2: if you played the music? Does not matter. <laughs> I does will let you
0: own the music list, except for one stint of Huey Lewis and the new sports. Gotta listen to it once. <laughs> He's like, no. <laughs> yes.
2: So we're back to your story. I just wanted to <laughs> come back to Moonshine, you and Minnie Coopers, and our friendship, and, and my lovely boundaries.
0: Your lovely boundaries. So I get, I don't know, my, my wife's father, my father-in-law buys a whole bunch of bottles for us. and He gets, he goes to hand it to me. He goes, where'd you get this Moonshine? I go, sorry, what, what Moonshine? He goes, good answer, buddy. You can go. And this is a guy just in overalls. No shirt on. <laughs> Cheering on the Detroit Lions. Good choice. <laughs> <be> a <laughs> in, a, in a double line with security cameras everywhere. Inside and outside of the house. Terrifying. I bring it up because basically, when it comes to this movie, minus Bruce Willis not knowing, and it's... It's awkward. I know.
2: Sorry.
0: It's, mm-hmm. it's so weird, but he is... They're on this... They're not on a moonshine run, but they're on this run to get these crystals for lack of a better term right to save the universe
1: magic stones magic stones
0: yeah. yeah which is the world that you live in of rescuing a Zelda magic stones and everything they don't oh, yeah right they still get the stones and the swords and everything in Zelda no I mean, you can you can, you can, you can a voice she's like I'm not convinced she's like if I, like, if you could pause the podcast, so Bobby and I could talk about boundaries with you, <laughs> this would be great. Like now, Bobby and I are, have shifted over to one side of the studio. I haven't moved, folks. She slid a chair with no wheels <laughs> closer to Bobby. <laughs> uh,
1: you're, you're on the right
0: path. I'm in the right
1: mm-hmm. hemisphere. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, see, I did my homework. Um,
1: <laughs> are
0: by you the a,
1: way, Are you
0: a cat or a dog person? Both? Both? Okay.
1: I own a cat. I love dogs. Okay. I will literally, like, my boyfriend jokes that it's like, we'll be out and about and I'm like, squirrel with dogs. I'm just like, dog! And, yeah. you know, immediately we'll turn around and start following the dog like this. I love
0: cat. how you said
2: literally. Like, the litter was really emphasized. Like, stuff was <laughs> part of the it's, it's like,
0: I'm still a cat person at heart. It's the litter. It's good. <laughs> So what kind of cat do you have? Oh, there?
1: I love, I love this tweaker dude so much. Sorry. That's okay. Yeah. No,
0: he is. Uh, have you had experience, uh, have you ever dealt with tweakers?
1: Uh. Curious. Not quite of that variety. Not
0: quite. Like, not futuristic <laughs> oh, gun toting. Oh, what variety have? What, you what variety have now, yes. Now I'm, now I'm interested. I mean, uh-huh. Like a simple, like, no, I don't deal with tweakers. Like, no, I mean, not the futuristic gun toting tweakers. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, Jason, it's 2018. Hello. Uh,
1: Well, I grew up with uh, a brother who games, so I've dealt with some uh, dudes that are pretty tweaked out on, like, marathon binges of, like, World of Warcraft or some other, you know, fighting game where... They haven't slept for 20 hours and have drank in like a case of Mountain Dew. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so I've dealt Which is like the that gamer's beverage cheaper. of choice, mm-hmm. right? 100%. Is
0: that Mountain Dew? Yeah. 100%. How is it not Red Bull? I'm just curious how Red Bull lost the battle to gamers. Well, it's, it's, it's
2: uh, who's there first, right? Two Intense. ten. Established so Red Bull Jolt Red Bull was
0: there first, sir.
2: Red Bull, no, no, no. It went Mountain Dew, <laughs> then Jolt. <laughs> then Jolt went away, and then Red Bull. That's the sequence of events. And okay. So it's kind of an OG thing, right? I'm yeah. not a gamer, but I've talked to, talk to something. You know? Also,
1: not, I, I don't personally like Mountain Dew, but I can say that Red Bull tastes like ass. <laughs> Whereas I can understand how some people would find the taste of Mountain Dew delicious. Delicious.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, I mean, I was on a Rockstar, a uh, orange, sugar-free, or whatever that is, like where it's got you know, mm-hmm. uh Rockstar two-a-day habit. I don't know, nine, ten years, maybe twelve.
1: Are your insides corroded?
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'll let you know, my insides are pristine. Um, I'm the only person I believe that Bobby knows. Maybe I'll be the only person that probably you know at 44 years of age who drinks a lot, except for in the month of October, (laughs) and never had a hangover.
1: Dumb!
0: But look at him, look at him, there's all those boundaries. (laughs)
1: <laughs> okay, here's the thing. I do believe that hangovers are partially mental, so I believe that you can tell yourself that you don't have a hangover.
0: No, I will get up the next day happy, run six miles, have a good time, play with the kid, mow the lawn. Mm-hmm. Yep. Y'all, I, you know what frustrates me? You know what frustrated me when we were first hanging out? I had to wait for Bobby to wake up till about noon, one o'clock after a night of drinking with me, and then a the little V three one three pizza, dirty bills. <laughs> we mm-hmm. to dirty bills and it's just like, Jason, I really, I really have to go home. <laughs> like I'm just, it's not that, it's not that I have to go home. I just want to go home. <laughs> yeah. Ten years <laughs> ago,
2: I wouldn't have had to go home. Like, yeah. This is reality. But it's still reality now. now. And I got to go. You got to go. For you, good for you, you don't get hangovers. Yeah. I, I think that it's amazing. Good for you.
0: Super weird Let's do a video game on that.
1: I don't get hangovers, but that's because I typically drink pretty responsibly.
0: Oh, so you're an adult.
1: Well, you know what? I will, I will tell you this. People, one question I get asked a lot in the interviews or uh, at panels is, like, what is, like, one part of your job that you don't like? Okay. And I will say that doing voiceover for a living makes you kind of have to grow up. No. Yeah. Like, if you want to sustain <clears throat> your career. Okay. Because the throat and the voice is, mm. are actually really sensitive instruments. 100%. And, obviously, if you're working on a big game or with a really nice microphone, like, it picks up the little, you know, uh, damages that you do to your voice real quickly. And so, I've had to stop, uh, it's not so much, I can still go to live music if I want, but I can't, like, scream or like cheer on like at a sports event, mm-hmm. or try and like talk to my friends over mm-hmm. like a really loud concert. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! Uh, if I have to like record the next day, mm-hmm. um, I have to be a lot more careful about like how much I drink and and how hungover. Does alcohol so, or or carbonation so dehydrate? Yeah, it
0: dehydrates
2: the vocal cords. Mm-hmm. Vocal cords get dry, then you lose power and clarity in the voice. Same yeah. thing with singers. Yeah, right. Which is why most of the hard rock bands the singers just don't make it you know what I mean okay. because that lifestyle of drinking and then singing and pushing that much on the vocal cords which mm-hmm. is just a muscle it gets stressed and strained and everything they can't take it same thing when we have band practice everyone drinks and I'm like yeah well, I'm just singing I, I'm I'll have like a glass of wine and then a bottle of water yeah and then maybe a glass of wine and a bottle of water and they're like beer after beer I'm like yeah it's good just, I Unless can't thing, do it. Yeah, it's, use, not, it's not that I don't drink. Right? Mm-hmm.
1: It's just that, like, when I do out and drink, it's like I, I have to honestly mm-hmm. follow a very, like, you know, I have a drink, and then I have to have a glass of water. And then I can have another drink, but then I have to have a glass of water. Wow. Uh, And, you know, it's not the most terrible thing in the world. No, um, no, am not saying it's <laughs> a bad thing at all. No, it's...
0: I mean, responsibility, there's nothing wrong with it. I mean, that's... And it's fantastic that... And it's, it's always interesting to get the insight from people, right? I mean, like, yourself, both of you, because... You use your voices, mm-hmm. you know. So it's 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 always interesting to me because I, it I mean, people call me up and they're uh, and they want one of two things: they want my insights on what they think the economy is doing and why, mm-hmm. or they want a different idea that no one else has thought of to do. Mm-hmm. Neither one of them takes sobriety. <laughs> <laughs> Neither one of them takes me has me taking care of my voice. Mm-hmm. Like, me, sobriety, taken care of is like, what do I pick up my kid? It's You know, so life's out of town for three days. I'm like, oh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't drink those three days at all. Take care of my kid. I'm hanging out. I'm making dinner. I'm doing stuff. I got to drop her off. I got to pick her up. And most days I have to drop her off and pick her up anyway, so it doesn't matter. Except for podcasters. And so other than that, you know, it's, it's, a, uh, it's, it's interesting to see the insights of, of how different parts of your life impact. You know, I mean, how lucky is her? Boyfriend. She can't yell. At me. She's like, Honey, 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 you're gonna be mad. You're also you're also working tomorrow. Just wanna say
2: I lost your passport.
0: No Galapagos. I'm gonna go outside then. So, so so what do
2: you do to, to restore, right? We talk about honey, lemon, hydration, all that kind of stuff. But like what's the craziest thing you've ever done? And what do you do if you're on a set, and, and I don't know, cold or something comes on, and like you lose. Yeah, your voice. you're it's an allergy. Voice. By the way, you're in like
0: the hub, the of worst allergies place in the oh, world. Oh, buddy, don't
1: I know it? Yeah, <laughs> I never had allergies in my life before I moved to Austin, same Texas.
0: Same, same
2: here. So, what do you do? How do you how do you treat?
1: Uh, well, right now I just <laughs> take allergy medicine pretty regularly. Um, Although I did have to experiment with a few because I found some of them were more drying than others. Mm -hmm. Um, And in terms of like treating, I mean, at the risk of sounding like a total square, like I just really do believe that like prevention is like the best treatment. Mm -hmm. So I try not to get to the point of needing to do something. But um, hydration is definitely number one. Mm -hmm. And then number two, like if I have like a really rough, like, vocally stressful session, and then I know I have to record again the next day on another project. Mm-hmm. Uh, throat coat tea. I don't know, as a yeah. singer, if yeah. you are familiar with mm-hmm. this. I drink a lot of that. Um, honey. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes we'll do the, like, turn the, you know, shower on, full blast, hot. Oh, this is such a good I Um. I know. God, she's so amazing.
0: She And this, I mean, this hurts my back watching. Yeah. And it should hurt your throat. She's screaming. <laughs> <laughs> Both of you should be like, "No." Oh.
1: I also just find her ability to like portray that like level of believable like innocence and naivete and <clears> being <throat> exposed to everything for the first time. Really, really fascinating. Yeah, um,
0: she's far past. She's she and I believe in this film, there's probably others before it some, you know, film person's like, no, no, there's a but for me, this film right here. You could have put her in a nun's. Uh, the, the outfit that she's in that shows that how physically attractive she is mm-hmm. does not hold a candle to how she performs as an actress mm-hmm. uh, and what she does that is, that is uh, as you so much more eloquently put, is just it's, she really hits the nail on the head. I mean, she, just, she does it in such a beautiful way and... Uh, you know where these guys are cheesy right i mean the the cop guy and and the doctor you can tell they're acting and they're being cheesy and they're and they're they have their piece for this film to be that way but she is i mean it's like she's on a different film when they put her in it Mm -hmm. it's like okay you're going to do an academy award-winning performance and then everyone else is going to kind of be an idiot around you but i want you to keep this (laughs) Where it's not cheesy, but it is this total innocence and everything's a new experience that you touch, see, or feel and hold on to that. And she does it flawlessly. Wow.
1: She just did that. And one of the things that I love about this character as a woman too is so often I feel like uh, things are changing, but Mm -hmm. in the past uh, you take a word like innocent or, uh, you know, I'm trying to think of another synonym but uh you you equate that with kind of like a oh like like pretty little female that kind of it's needs like to be or yeah like, or something like needs yeah. to be taken care of and guided mm-hmm. and it's like she is like the total opposite of that like she's a ch- she's a child in the sense that she's like experiencing everything new and for the first time but she is like a total badass that can like
0: well oh, she's a ninja put
1: you on the ground in 5 seconds flat and, yeah, can, like, take care of herself. I don't know. Would
0: you I take that, that superpower? Cool. If, if that was a superpower where you wake up, you're you,
2: mm-hmm.
0: full-grown lady, mm-hmm. ready to take on the world, but you've never seen the world, but anyone that makes you uncomfortable, you can just kick their ass. Now, that's her, right? I mean, that's kind of her, She's never seen anything, but if you grab her shoulder the wrong way, she's gonna rip your fucking arm off. Do you take that superpower? What do you think?
1: What does that mean that I like forget my parents? Yeah. No. The, no. Listen, then I every, take this superpower. every
0: superpower has a pro and a con. Superman mm-hmm. couldn't play football. Because I will
1: say, he like well, to
0: leave his parents on that planet far, far away.
1: See, I'm one of those people that's very much like, I would never change anything that I've done in my life because I really do believe that, like, you are a beautiful like finished concoction of all the recipe ingredients of your life experiences that have okay. gone into making you. Yes, no yes. But it's also one of the reasons that I love traveling outside of this country is because I feel like being in a different country or immersed in a different culture is like some of the closest that I can get to this Mila Jehovich experience. Or I guess Lilu, I should say experience.
0: What uh? What's been you know, what? What are a couple of your favorites countries?
1: Uh, New Zealand was fucking amazing. I mean, New Zealand
0: uh, is Mon- is is Montana if it was an island, with just a, a little bit nicer people, better accents. Yeah. there. <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, no, that, no, no, offense to my
1: Montana friends. Um, better better I will, accents. I will say full, full, you know, full disclosure. I'm very liberal. Okay. Um, and I feel like New being in New Zealand. Gave me like this really beautiful sense of like man I feel like I I finally understand what it's like to to be somewhere where I understand the priorities of the country that I'm in. <laughs> like, do,
0: you, do you think Do you think Australia is is New Zealand's frat boy? Um, <laughs> because it I mean don't get me wrong, and I I mean I I try to be. Uh, I mean, I, I mean, I will be a little self-deprecating here, but uh, you know, I am. Um, I, I I love the idea of New Zealand, but then there's there's this part of me that's a kid from Montana, right? That just also grew up. I mean, my second grade birthday or first grade birthday was in a bar in Montana. Like the clown came in and delivered me a cupcake, and my dad gave me five dollars in quarters and said, "There's Galaga. Well, he drank with his buddies and I hung out with a clown. Sounds <laughs> awesome, by the way. Sounds like <laughs> it was for both parties. Yeah, for both parties. The clown and I played Galaga and ate cake while my dad and my mom and everyone else ate fried chicken and got drunk and played Kino. So there's the responsible, like, understands economy and things that goes, ah, I like New Zealand, I like certain, I like other countries. And there's a part of me that's like, oh, Australia. Yeah, know there's sharks. Who fucking cares? Woo! There's a wave! More beer! Fuck it! (laughs) Make fun of us. I don't care. 90% of our place is uninhabitable. God has cursed this island. Let's all live here. (laughs) The 10 most poisonous steaks? Here. Cute fuzzy thing that hops on its hind legs and will cut you in half with its nails? Here. Got it. Koala bears, only happy when they're stoned. Here. It's a frat house. Also can kill you. Yeah. Yeah. Also, can kill you. Wait, koala bears can kill you? Oh yeah. Yeah, they're bears, bro. It's like saying panda bears can kill you.
1: But aren't
2: they small bears? Like very small bears. Strong. Like yeah, monkeys are small. if you, if you small small were to small. aggressively,
1: if you were to aggressively approach a koala bear yeah. in the wild, like it, like the 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 strength of its limbs and the, the size claws. of the claws are enough to eviscerate you. Wow. Yeah. It's they have to don't be, don't
2: be so stoned. Approach.
0: Yeah, they're always high. When people are petting the koala bear, when they're petting the. Our version of the Ewok, they are just—they're like, hey, buddy, it's so high, and you know that bear is just like, uh, and at that point, that bear is the is the is the three-toed sloth that will also would try to kill you if it can move fast enough, right? And she was like, mm-hmm. fuck, if I wasn't stoned, I would cut their throat. Let me go. No more pictures. You know, it's like—I mean, the only difference is—is is we just don't get the, the difference between the U.S. and Australia is that we don't have a plant that we give monkeys. So that they don't rip our jaws, fingers, and junk off. That's the only difference. Because that's their monkey. I mean, not as strong as a monkey. of course. But, you know, there's a parallel there in some way. i will kill you.
2: I feel like I'm going to live like four years longer now. Because <laughs> you're just not going to go to Australia. <laughs> you know, I know this. <laughs> I mean, I have pretty much a rule, though. Don't approach animals in the wild. But now, See, it's a, it's more a, so.
0: It's I, a real well, good rule, by the way. Yes.
1: Also, I feel like uh, going along with what you were saying, I found out, like you said, Australia... Home of like the three most deadly snakes in the world. I'm totally Top ten. Top you know, ten. yeah. Taking that back out of my butt, but somewhere along those lines, right? Yeah. New Zealand, no snakes. Nope, none. No snakes. I thought it was only Ireland, nope. but no, no snakes in New Zealand.
0: It used to be, uh, it used to also be Hawaii, and uh, they brought some snakes in, but they have um, they have some other animals there that aggressively kill the snakes that are that are there. But yeah, now Florida. Our mm. Australia. Mm. Uh, <laughs> puka shells, just jean shorts, <laughs> shark attacks. And everyone's like, that snake got too big. Let it go, honey, in the Everglades, where it belongs, with the gators. <laughs> there are so many snakes in Florida now that they have trips like we have here in Texas where you can fly the helicopter and just gun down pigs because there's too many.
1: You gun down snakes?
0: You gun down snakes. They have snake killing parties where you go out and your your goal is how many twenty footers can you kill? Not well, how many how snakes. snakes
1: are we talking about? Anacondas
0: and pythons. Yeah. Seriously? Twenty feet
1: plus. Because people were letting them go. Well no, they're not. They don't a store
2: when they're like two feet long and they go, how cute I could feed a little put it in an aquarium and feed mm-hmm. a little mouse. Yeah. And then think it's to be fifteen feet long. And they're like, I don't know what to do with this. It's bigger than my one bedroom apartment. Yeah. So I'm gonna let it go and the evergreen.
0: Yeah, my buddy Juice had And then
2: they just, I mean...
0: I think he had an anaconda, not a python. I don't know, he had one. But it was, I forget what he... Same thing. A a big, evil killing machine from 20 million years ago. Right. And uh, he woke up one morning and he felt something weird. He didn't know what it was. And it was, it had wrapped around his body, 20 feet long, and it was perched up. And what they do is they, they hit you in the head and they knock you out. And then they quickly wrap around you, and as you exhale, they squeeze, and then mm-hmm. and exhale and squeeze. And they so, so he got it, and he started petting its head, and he calmed it down, and he put it back in its cage. And then it got it again when he was gone, and we couldn't find the snake. So I didn't go to Juice's house for a while. Best in marijuana. Did not go to his house for about six months. He found it. It was caught up in the um, in his like huge sectional couch. It was caught up in all the springs oh, in the couch. Wow. So people had been sitting on it for a couple of months. Oh. So then he had to go out, and this python is hungry, and it's pissed. And it's 20 feet long. And he had to get it out of his couch without it biting him or attacking him. Motherfucker had seven of these. He would ride around on his bike on Newport with this thing around his arms and around his waist, cruising around. Hey, bro, not a pet, not a dog, not a cat, Okay. Not a pet.
1: Yeah, I don't understand
0: It's like people have spiders as pets. Like, have you seen my tarantula? <laughs> no. No, I haven't. I you know why? Because I don't want to. Because it's not a pet.
1: You know, okay, so when you're I... you're like,
0: sorry, Jason, but I do have some pet tarantulas, and they are amazing. One's name is Ruby. <laughs> he does tricks.
1: <laughs> no, although... He's on
0: one leg, it's amazing. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> he weaves quite the yarn. <laughs> Well <laughs> the storyteller that ruby? <laughs> uh,
1: but,
0: uh, uh No, I'm I was going to say,
1: so I grew up with box turtles. Okay.
0: They're, How they're, long do they live? Uh, are they like the turtles that live, like tortoises that live 200 years where you pass them down to your kids?
1: No, those are, uh, basically, the. I think the general rule is the larger the tortoise, the longer it will live. And box turtles are more like, they're called box turtles because they're like the size of a small box. They're like, you know, they get oh, like cute. that big. Yeah, they weren't really mine. They were more my brother's, but then I got roped into also taking care of them, and um, they are cold-blooded, so they can't stay outside during the winter, so we had a large refrigerator box that, uh, you know, we filled with newspaper and little boxes that they could, you know, crawl inside and stuff, and that's where they'd stay for the winter. I'm um, such a
0: child, you know, just in my mind. I just want to sing Hot in the City. Like just playing that song for the box turtles all winter long. <laughs>
1: Hot in the city
0: tonight. And they're just like, thanks, guys. No problem, turtles. we do for it. you.
1: This <laughs> 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 is a
0: perfect song. Is perfect scenario. Scenario. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. Sorry. Oh no, it's all right.
1: Uh, <laughs>
0: She's like, once again, Bobby, we should have talked about boundaries before.
1: <laughs>
0: Jason was on the phone. One heads up
1: would have been nice. Long story short, the turtles will hide inside things, so you can't necessarily tell what's inside this giant refrigerator box. And my dad was a huge practical joker. Not was, is still. Um, And whenever I would bring over a new friend in grade school, he would always start this, like, ongoing joke that... The refrigerator box was really used to hold our pet python Muffy, and oh, that nice. Muffy had escaped the day before mm. and was overdue for feeding. So my friends should just she's very friendly, but just make but her sure name's that, Muffy. But yeah, yeah, but just make sure you don't sit too close to you know a sofa or a bed or anything that she could get beneath because. She's very friendly, but you know, it's always better to be safe than sorry.
0: And he's selling this, I'm sure. Oh yeah. Hundred percent. Oh I love yeah. It. I have friends that
1: wouldn't spend the night at my house.
0: <laughs> She's like, still scarred. I, I still, still call, call him. I'm like, you can spend the night now. <laughs>
2: Muffy's in a cage. So crazy enough, the place that we are in right now, this structure.
1: What are you about to tell me, Bobby?
2: It's about it? gonna be good.
0: Is it uh, by the way, started. is there is there a muffy involved? <laughs> there's
2: there's not a muffy. Okay. Um, but when I bought the house, there was, this is this is a 22 by 22 space, right? Perfect for a two-car garage. It's your standard two-car garage size, right? I've just made it different. But when I moved in, it was just a slab. There was no structure. So I thought that was interesting. It's like, it looks like there used to be a garage here. I would love to have a garage. You know, I'm in a neighborhood that doesn't really have a garage unless it's new construction, and now they're doing that. But I was like, well, what's going on? So I started talking to the neighbors and finding out, like, where's the structure? This was clearly a two-car garage. And I found out that the previous owner of this place, like I guess two hours ago, Mm -hmm. like 15 years ago plus, um, had a two-car garage in this place where we're sitting right here and uh he raised rattlesnakes
1: no no nope. yes no nope. he raised oh, rattlesnakes oh
2: exact, i do not feel comfortable exact space my spine
0: raised. is not comfortable uh-huh. right
2: see exactly I'm, I'm making a weird feel so he raised rattlesnakes in this place not this structure but in this in area this area where we are now did sitting. he die here no did
1: he die of snake bite
2: no okay but what happened was the neighbors found out about this, and the neighbor was like, have you lost your mind? There are kids in this neighborhood. You can't raise rattlesnakes. Or said,
0: or you could teach the kids how to wrangle <laughs> and control and love a rattlesnake. Right? Now, you can go run from the problem, or you can address a problem, <laughs> and perhaps educate a child so they can survive in the wild when the nuclear bombs come. Up to you. Your move. Checkmate exactly
2: okay so raised venomous snakes and the neighbors found out freaked out and the neighbors ended up finding a unique loophole to where the the, the uh, fleas etc the little insects that liked mice that he fed to the snakes had infested the structure and so he had to get rid of all the snakes and level the structure right to, to demolish the structure so that explains when i moved here there was just a slab out back and there is no structure. because a bunch of baby stuff.
0: rattles around.
1: We, uh, just to... Uh,
0: <laughs> no, I'm with you. Uh,
1: you, you take uh, it let's first. Rewind.
0: Let's go. rewind.
1: Let's uh, rewind. Is it legal to raise and keep venomous snakes?
0: In Texas? In Texas, there are more... Texas is number two in the world in tigers. In tigers? In private collections. In private collections. To number one in the world, India that has them in the wild when it comes to weird shit and what you can have texas waves its freak flag now can you buy beer on a sunday no uh-huh. No. Nope. can, can you, you buy six tigers fuck yep. yeah fuck yeah you can can you raise rattlesnakes in a residential neighborhood god bless America you get your flag out you son of a bitch this is a republic damn it not republic. a democracy good lord learn your history son can i uh, get some whiskey on a sunday you watch your goddamn mouth <laughs> You get on your knees and you pray to Jesus with a rattlesnake wrapped around your ankles. Wait,
1: isn't that was that Pentecostal? It
0: was, like, <laughs> was, was that I was snake handlers. It was. They are. They are. They back. are Pentecostal. I was. Um. I am a no, no, no. Uh, former Assemblies of God uh, pastor. No, I went to the AG. I went to Northwest Bible College. Ring by spring and your money back, ladies.
1: I don't know what. Sorry, I'm Pentecostal. Not
0: like, Very good. Like banging the tambourine. Speaking, wait, but that was
1: the type of pastor speak, that you speak, were.
0: Speaking in tongues. Yeah.
1: Did you speak in tongues? Yeah.
0: The last podcast <laughs> we did here,
2: Jason got a little emotional and a little tipsy, and started yeah, speaking tipsy. in tongues for I, like the last four minutes, maybe five minutes. It was I rambled on. I had
0: some fun ramble.
2: I I think it was more of a. It was actually. I take that back. It was more of a.
0: It was a, a
2: sermon. sermon yeah, it was a sermon. Speaking in tongues. So yeah. That's I that why
1: back. you can't. That's why you don't get hungover. Because the Holy Spirit, the Holy oh, Ghost, yeah. is the moving ghost? through your bloodstream, 100%. and there is no room for alcohol.
0: There's no room. Wow. There's just room for Jesus. The love of Jesus just. The love of Evan Jesus trumps it all. Trumps the F-O. <laughs> 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 there's, there's like, there's one. Uh, I, there's like some Lutheran. I don't know. I did a thing on uh, Evan Almighty. I had a talk over it. and I did it by myself. And remember, we were talking about this. I was like, these are all the crazy sh- things in the Bible and these are the things they allowed in. So I went over the craziest shit in the Bible that I knew about that they allowed in. Mind you there's books that they're like too crazy we're not allowing it in. Mm-hmm. So there was a group of I and by you this is going to wrap all backer to, to to what you said earlier about New Zealand. Mm-hmm. There's a there's a, they're trust oh, me, We're going we're back. There's through? there's a train and it's it's always on point. People don't realize and like fuck you did a really long thing. We're back. Amazing. Um so when you you know When it comes to language, Uh let's start with language, right? So when it comes to language, you think about the horrible things you can call a lady. You think about the horrible things you can call any minority that's not white, Caucasian, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Anything you can call them. Mm -hmm. All the horrible things and the impact that it leaves on you. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Now you think of the weight of that and you're like, what can you call me that brings that same weight? Well, it doesn't exist. White men, white middle class men. No, you can't because it's probably something I would call a friend on the basketball court.
1: A cuckold? A cuckold? Yeah.
0: Oh please, are you serious? Like that's that's I giggle. And I'll be like, okay, let's all watch a show together. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, oh, it's right. my turn to watch, okay. You're
1: right. I mean there there I don't I can't think of an equivalent. There's not I an equivalent. I can think of some, some things that I don't think my friend or my boyfriend would appreciate if I No, not appreciate them, but there's but, not
0: an equivalent, right? Right. And then you think about these same rich Crazy white people are also like, oh, are there a couple of books that are going to kind of run rampant around society? Yeah, the Bible is one of them. Let's make sure we control the Bible. And then one drunk one was like, I'm going to do my own things. His name was King James. He's like, I'm going to make it so everyone can read it. And they're like, what? And he's like, I'm just, fuck the flowery language. We're just going to make it super simple so dummies understand that the, the, the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. And then even in all of that, they're still like, these books are too crazy. As an example, bald guy walking home, some kids make fun of him. He asked God to curse those kids. Two female bears come down from the mountains and eat forty-six children.
1: Forty-six chi- one guy against forty-six children, and he couldn't handle himself.
0: Nope, and he had two bears come down and eat them. God sent two bears. Seems extreme. Seems aggressive. Uh, then you have the story of Daniel. He wants to get married. Saul's like, can't marry my daughter. He's like, I really want to marry her. So I'll tell you what, go to the Philistines, our number one rival. And bring me back not one hundred dicks, one hundred foreskins from those dicks of the Philistines. I
1: guess means That's a lot of dicks. Right?
0: Or you do? Could you imagine walking up to a guy the like, Montero. "Hey, bro, <laughs> I really need that? I don't need the whole dick, just the foreskin." So the Chuck, one,
2: If you don't fight it, it's going to be so. Much it's so easier. much easier. <laughs>
0: and then there's the guy who fought it, right? So, and look. First of all, Daniel brought back two hundred. He didn't bring back 100, he brought back 200, which means at least 300 dicks were handled. Because there's guys who fought, you like, You struggled, I tore the foreskin. God damn it, I gotta start over again. <laughs> you exactly can what go. He said too. That's probably <laughs> what said <he's laughs> like, Perfect words. Perfect words. <laughs> and he brought, and like, these are the things they left in. These are the things that they're like, No, that's weird. We're not gonna let that go. And these are the things, like, Yeah, this is gonna save souls. And And you look at that, and then you go back full circle, and you're like, I wonder why women feel like they're not heard. Why they're pissed. <laughs> why they come out. Why there's a malevolent Jolovich who's like, "What the fuck is going on? Why is society so fucking weird? What did this, this? This makes no sense." And guy, there's a guy sitting there, and he's like, uh, "You didn't read the words." She's like, "I read the fucking words." No, you know, she's like. Just bang a tambourine and obey my husband because that's what a leather-bound book says for this group. But this other group says, you know, wear a burqa and do this. And this other group says this. And Jesus Christ, can I just have my own voice? I'm like, sorry, we've been controlling that the whole time. Just wanted to let you know, in case you're wondering, just go back in history. When white people show up, you're fucked. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> and as a middle-class white guy, I feel guilty about it. At the same time, it's like, when now, as the internet, which is kind of devolving this process and devolving and allowing this, this, and, and to your point, not the innocence of, of Bambi, innocence, but the innocence of, oh, wait, I can hold my own voice. Oh, I can go, I can see this differently and own it and express it in the way that I want to express it. And you're a perfect role model for that because you actually do a voice and you do express things and you, and you are that champion for an image, if you will. That all of that, when it comes around, and you look at it and you're like, oh, wait, think about all the things that happened that have brought it to this tipping point. And then you look at a Lindsey Graham in a Kavanaugh hearing and the guy's losing his fucking mind. And you like, I can't believe he's losing his mind. He looks like an asshole. I'm like, he's been an asshole for the last 5,000 fucking years. Okay, <laughs> Chubby, doughy, creepy white people have been the asshole, especially men. It's just the way it is. It's fucking horrible. Thank God the tip and, and everyone's like, well, I think we're getting too crazy on this. The tipping points—it's it, gone too far. I'm like, I think it needs to go a little far so that we can justify, you know, so we can rectify what's gone on and then get back to an equal playing field. Didn't think that was kind of you? Even the- how does that wrap back around to New Zealand? Because you're talking about the innocence and the beauty of New Zealand and all. And this, oh. and this yes. Okay.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah it takes you on the So long Mila is New Zealand. Yeah, and yeah. we want to be Mila Juhogovich. And that
0: guy with the, the the wax comb over. Uh,
1: Gary Oldman. Gary
0: Oldman. I know. I just I didn't want to say Gary. I had another Gary in my mind. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Gary Coleman. <laughs> Gary Coleman. <laughs> Gary Coleman. Uh, just he he looks great in this. he's a lot taller.
2: Even the <laughs> even the the modern day derogatory term douchebag. Right. Yeah. How many girls call a guy a douchebag? That's
0: how a many feminine product. Yeah. How many guys call a guy a douchebag? Okay. I mean, okay. Yeah. I mean the, probably the one thing you could say, I had an argument, and not really an argument. I was just we were playing basketball and this guy the general rule is our team won and there's guys waiting and there's three waiting.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Five guys lost. So those five are gonna shoot to then play. So there's another five. Mm-hmm. Five shooting for two open spots. And they shoot once, and two guys make it, and the other three miss. And they they usually shoot three free throws, and if if everyone makes all three or whoever, then you go back to the three-point line. Excuse me. So they do the three free throw. And this guy's just not a good shooter. He's like, we're moving back to the three-point line. And the other guy walks over to me, who's new in the group, and he goes, why are we, can we just shoot free throws? Like, we're not good shooters. I can't believe we both made the free throw of all of the guys. I said, Mark, just get up and shoot the free throw. And he's like, mind your fucking business. I said, Mark, I'm just trying to speed this long. I'm old. Like, my knees hurt. Like I can't take... i to pick up my kid Yeah, 25
2: minutes. Flat. Come I on.
0: can't have all this, like, reandering and you throwing the ball in the air like a goddamn monkey hoping the fucking ball goes in. You just shoot the free throws. It's closer. I, I'd you prefer if layups. you guys did layups. Yeah, thank you. And he's like, fuck it, I'm not playing. Get out of my fucking As He starts walking away and just yelling the F word. And I go, hey, if you have something to say, just be a man and come say it to me. And that might be the lowest blow, right? And he goes, what? And I'm like, no, I'm just, I'm right here. You just be a man, just walk up and you tell me what's wrong. If I offended you, I'll apologize. If I think you're acting like a child, I'll tell you. You'll probably get offended then and then say I offended you. It's the whole thing. But you don't have to walk away saying the F word because then everyone's involved. And it just makes us uncomfortable. And then he starts yelling the F word even more. <laughs> and so we get done. We win. He comes on the next game. We beat him. And he comes over. He goes, can we just be friends? I'm like, sure. If you just want to be a man and talk to me, we'll be friends. <laughs> <laughs> and he just starts yelling the F word again and storms out of the gym. That might be the closest thing. That, that's that's pretty close. That's pretty close. Yeah, but by F there, word, are you
1: saying? Do you mean no? Like
0: no, 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 no. He said huh? be, be a man. Yeah.
2: Be like, a man. Be a man is about the.
0: Be a man is about the worst thing you can. If a guy's oh, really okay. upset and he's not talking to you, I'm like, dude, just be a man and talk to me. And then he did. Excuse me. Whereas, if someone said to me, I'd be like, no, I think we all know I'm a child. I'm just going to yell the F word. <laughs> I also don't know in that world where people sit that, you know, I mean, not many people, Bobby's created boundaries, right? Not many people sit in the world that I play in. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm also a you know, snowball, right? Yeah. So five years ago,
0: probably wouldn't have done it. Now no. it's like, dude, like. <laughs> mm-hmm. Nope.
2: Nope. Not that close.
0: <laughs> Not that close, though. No. Not playing that game. No. Yeah. Not at all. Um, I don't know. And, and, and that's a lot for me to say. People get mad sometimes in email. And they're like, can you let your guest talk more? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> <She's> <laughs> just just to take the pressure <laughs> off. Just try, I try to, but you talk. She talks for a living, folks. Maybe she's enjoying the movie, okay? Well, I'm talking. Who knows?
2: So I got, who's your favorite? voiceover. Yeah, do you have the voiceover of all time?
0: Do you have that? Oh, like, like,
2: or, or or maybe favorite, sometimes favorite. Like, someone asked me my favorite band. That's a heavy question. So like, when you were getting into it, like, who'd you look up to? Who'd you say like, oh, that's interesting.
0: Like,
1: I mean, you know what? To be perfectly honest, I, I didn't, I didn't have like people that I looked up to per se when I was getting into it. Gary Sinise? Um, It does uh, no. voiceover work. I know. How dare you! But, uh, <laughs> it was. Uh, I love this little weird elephant uh, creature pet of his. By the way, um, it was uh, more like we didn't actually get into this when you were asking me how I how I got into voice acting. We didn't yeah. quite get to this. Part oh of the yeah, get story, to it, Do story. But I've always wanted to be an actor, but I always equated that with on camera work. And it wasn't until about five years ago when I moved to Austin. And kind of like oh I gotta get a little bit more creative with how I make a living because I'm not living in LA anymore it's a smaller market and uh, I still didn't think of voiceover by myself until I finally had a couple of close friends be like look you play video games you watch anime you have an you know an acting background and you have a good voice like just do voiceover and I was like huh Why have I never thought of this before? So it was kind of a weird, like a light bulb moment. I have a voice actors that I, I really respect now. Um, I love Patrick Warburton, um, very much. I don't know if you know who he is. He goes, why, why I don't know why you look at me <laughs> when, when, when you give voices. a name
0: like you you you've scooted closer to Bob. You're
2: like, like we're on I'm the same me, team my now. this even... goes back to like South Park. <laughs> <laughs> Parkers um, like they do a lot.
1: So Patrick Warburton, uh, namesake, like, MacFarlane. Oh really yes. Good. Um, and he's also uh, if you've seen Emperor's New Groove. Yep. He's Kronk. I um, don't know who that
0: is, but my daughter loves Emperor's New Groove.
1: Oh, Kronk is the like the henchman that turns good. Okay. Oh yeah, okay. Um, I also love um H John Benjamin. He's Archer in Archer and Bob and Bob's Burgers. Oh,
0: okay. So Archer. I mean, the greatest, the greatest show on
1: television. I I I. Is, is, it,
0: is it is if there's if there's a if there's a, a Mount Rushmore of of shows that if you could do voiceover work to get on would Archer be one of them? I'm just curious. You can say no. I mean, I, I'm,
1: it it used to be. Now actually, Bob's Burgers has usurped it a little bit. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I mean, really, oh, either one would be. Either one is
0: fantastic. I mean, it used to be, and not that, that they're still on, but back in the day, it was The Simpsons. Yeah. Like if you got a character voiceover, yeah. yeah. Family mm-hmm. Guy. That was kind of the thing. I've turned. I remember watching Archer and coming into the gym and someone throwing the basketball in anger. And they're like, "Dude, that's how we get ants." <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: you know? And often are like, "What?" I'm like, "Go watch Archer." And then they come back the next week. They're like, "I've watched all five uh, five series. Like, I'm not an episode. Like, I watched started to watch one, and the the child in me of this guy, and the people around him." I was so in, I, I couldn't stop watching. It's amazing. It's absolutely fascinating. And the one, the the gal who plays his sultry on again, off again lover, mm-hmm. she's a legit actress. Mm-hmm. And I mean, she's on Criminal Minds. She's good. I, Aisha oh, what? Taylor? What, she's in? What?
1: What, voice actors aren't legit actors?
0: No. Huh? I mean. Huh? I think there can be. I think. I think there's. An old, I think there's. A, there's. There's. There's an avenue for that. No, but it's weird that she does both, and it leads me to a question, and that's why I brought it up. Is that a thing? Is there a part? Is there a voice actors group that Aisha Taylor comes over And you're like, stand your lane, get on camera.
1: Oh, a little bit. I mean, I will say a lot of people kind of operate under this assumption that if you can do one, you can do the other, and okay. which in fact is not true. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not going to name names, but like I have, wit- Hill. I, have no. <laughs> I have witnessed some on camera or or actors who are known for their on camera work mm-hmm. totally bomb in the booth because it is a very different style. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like. Yeah. You have Marley to...
0: Marlee Matlin. Ooh, no, no, no. She's no. the deaf actress. Oh. Bad joke. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um. <It's a> forte. <laughs> it <is> my forte.
1: <laughs> They're not the same thing. Some people are really good at one without being able to be good at the other. Some people are really good at both. Um, I definitely think there's a little bit of... of uh, of that whole, like, it used to be that celebrities didn't do voice work. Mm-hmm. And then Disney kind of started the trend of, like, hiring famous celebrities mm-hmm. to be in their movies, mm-hmm. which some of them, like Robin Williams, are fucking brilliant. Yeah. Others of them, not so much. Um, so I think there is a little bit of that, like, hey, stop stealing our work uh, with some on-camera talent. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, for the most part, I'm kind of, like, you know what, man? We're all artists, and if you can pull off more than one medium, more power to you. you yeah, know? it's all
2: about merit and performance, yeah. right? Yeah. Is
1: Robin Williams the best of both? I think so. I I'm going to throw,
2: I'm
0: going to throw a dagger out. I'm going to say that I think there's one that's on on par with Robin Williams. Not as funny as him, not as well versed, but I think on par for on camera and voiceover work. Mm-hmm. The rock, Dwayne Johnson. I'm not even joking. His I, thing I, I, in Moana was bananas. He's done like four or five voiceover things. And I'm like, dude, I like there's a personality that he's created mm-hmm. that it seems like and I, I I think he overtakes the character, which I, I might be a bad thing in, in that world of voiceover where he overtakes the character and it's it's him. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, oh dude, you're such a big character that when you come on and do a character. I'm like, oh my goodness, this is the same guy who was in Fast and the Furious, but you're singing a song and you're like a child over here. I'm really impressed. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that there's a lot, of, and you're kind of giving me a weird eye, of, nah, I don't know if you're truly really on point there, Jason. But no, is, what's
1: going on in my head is that I'm a terrible person and I haven't seen Milana yet. He sings that song. Milana.
0: You're welcome. It's a great song. Great song.
1: Uh, I don't disagree with you, though. I actually think that he is a way better uh, actor than a lot of people give him credit for.
0: Yeah, he's hard I just am not sure
1: he's
2: in everything. Top grossings, yeah. done a great thing. The guy is just yeah, he's done
0: great.
1: I'm just not super familiar that. with his voiceover work as well.
0: Have you yeah. tried his wrestling work? Not as good. <laughs> 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 There's a reason he left. Yeah, the eyebrow, sure. But I mean, that, yeah, that guy is. Uh, it's it's interesting. No, Robin Williams. Um, though he has gotta be the legend of both.
1: Yeah, but I certainly don't think Robin Williams is the only example of that by no. any means. But to me, just I mean the genie is so iconic, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, it's yeah. just one of the easiest. And I just watched the Robin Williams documentary on my flight to New Zealand. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, so he was just top of mind, but there, yeah. there are some people that just, that have done it
2: gone over from like music to voiceover work. Or... I mean, Steven Tyler. I feel like there's yeah. gotta be some, yeah, there's gotta be some,
0: uh, yeah. there's, there's gotta be some in for South Park and for, I mean, even for, for the Simpsons, uh, um, I'm sure there's some for, for South Park. I mean, Barbara Streisand was in South Park, right? I'm just kidding. They did the whole Babs thing. Mm-hmm. Where she was a dinosaur. <laughs> She's like, do not. That's a resemblance of me. I will sue you. And they're like, we made you a dinosaur. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> How are you a dinosaur? <laughs> How are you a dinosaur? You're not even remotely a dinosaur. So there is a, uh, there's this aspect in the movie here of, of faith, right? I mean, there's this, I guess he's a priest. What would you call him?
1: I think he identifies as a priest in the movie, if I'm not mistaken.
0: Yeah, he, you know, so um is was there when you were growing up was there was your was there faith in your home? Or what or was it was it agnostic or was it like, hey, did you go to church on Sundays and Wednesdays and Sunday nights and then and then also on, on Fridays for, for the camp days and other things? I
1: had kind of accidental religion.
0: By the way, not that nope that that's a great band name, "Accidental Religion." Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's like one hymn and then just some death metal. <laughs> As like, the deer panteth for the water. <laughs> how, how
2: does "Accidental"? I, I got a band, but I got to hear this.
1: So, uh, uh, my my family is not religious, um, but my mom felt like the best education in in the the area where I grew up was going to come from the private schools which were all religious in nature. So, I went to Catholic grade school and Adventist junior high and, you know, we had to, you know, religious studies were, you know, a part of the regular curriculum. Uh, With Catholic, Catholic school anyways, we had to go to mass every Friday morning. So, I grew up with a lot of religion but it was as like an outside or kind of being forced to participate if that makes sense
0: yeah makes sense
1: um, yeah so I studied a lot of religion I know a decent amount about religion I'm not a religious person myself personally. boyfriend mm-hmm. is he
0: yeah no no mm can I ask, what does your boyfriend do for, if you don't know, mind He's is. a
1: voice actor as well. He is. Yeah, yeah. And so can you
0: guys, you guys should start a podcast, Met on the Microphone. Met
1: met on the Microphone? Oh, that's good, oh, that's good. That's really good.
0: You mm-hmm. Jot that down. Um, I'll be a guest. Don't worry, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Bobby's looking like, he's invited himself somewhere else. This is amazing how he does that.
1: Um, yeah, we we worked together for several years before we started. Dating.
0: What uh, what program or what uh, what video game or or?
1: We worked on a bunch of stuff together. We worked on a couple of uh, indie um, film projects here in Austin on camera together. Oh wow! We worked on um, a really fantastic anime called Noragami. We worked on uh, a very incredible, humorous, violent video game called Shadow Warrior Two together i don't know if you've ever hmm. chainsaw katanas no Children that's
2: right like, like, um just, do y'all ever talk to each other in voices or is it just always your normal voice
1: uh no there are definitely some some voices that that go on uh he loves to do accents okay more so than crazy voices mm-hmm. i'm a little bit more of a crazy voices person
0: can you give us some crazy ones if you don't mind? I mean, I hate to make you work. Uh, yeah,
1: no. And, uh, let's see. Um, like, doing one of my younger children is one of the ones that people often like to hear.
0: Jesus, that's so weird. Yeah. She has to to you. I know. <laughs> so you, um. you, no one's taking mushrooms around you, because you start that voice. They're <laughs> <laughs> just, like, crawling under a table.
1: <laughs> no, I want her back! No, I definitely have been like uh, uh, dance monkey danced uh, by friends to like entertain them with voices when we've all been stoned or, you know, doing something along those lines. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that
0: how is that? I mean, I don't have, I don't, I don't sit in a world of that talent. Bobby, thank you so much. You're gonna go pick up your your the the two little people that you helped create. Right, parent teacher
2: conference. Parent teacher conference. Good to see you. Nice
0: Thank to you, you, brother. Nice to meet you, Appreciate buddy. you. Thanks for so Thank letting us you. use your space. Got it. Yes. Um, how does that and because you brought it like that that I, I wonder in a profession where it's seen, right, or, or heard, mm-hmm. Bobby's music, you know, you've got voiceover work, uh get, do you have the good friends that they just they just don't ask? Like you just we're hanging out. And then you've got the friends who maybe you just met, they're really nice, and then they played the video game or they got it that, you know, that, that your voice is in. They're like, oh, I got to level seven and you did that voice. You did come on, do the voice. You know, you're like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, like, okay.
1: You know, strangely enough, most of my really close friends, like, like my, my tightest inner circle, mm-hmm. um, a couple of them work in the industry. Okay. So, like, fanboying or fangirling isn't really a thing, per se. Yeah. But um, a greater majority of them don't know anything about, like, what I do, really. Like, they, they don't watch anime. They don't play games. Uh, they just kind of, like, scratch their head in puzzlement when I talk about some of this stuff. Um, I Jeez. actually consider it one of my greatest achievements. I'm still really close with my girlfriends from high school. Nice. Who... I mean, I don't know if they've ever watched an anime in their life and their video game experience is probably limited to like Solitaire and maybe the original Mario Brothers. Yeah, um, fantastic. But I was able to get them hooked on one show that I do. Uh, it's a Rooster Teeth show. I'm not sure if you're familiar with I noticed, yeah. it. I know Rooster Teeth, yeah. Okay. It's a Rooster Teeth animated show called Camp Camp. Okay. And it's very South Park-like. In the sense that it's about kids, but it is not for kids. Like, it's a very adult humor show. Nice. And that's the one show that I have been able to get my non-geeky friends hooked on.
0: Very cool. Yeah. <laughs> Does that, is that, I mean, that's got to be a thing where you're like, I, I remember my wife when we were dating, uh, and I didn't really watch a lot of animation. Archer was kind of it, right? <laughs> you were just kicking <laughs> off and... And she was like, "Oh, you got to watch Squidbillies. Like, this is my life. I'm from Kentucky. Like, this is how people."
1: Squidbillies, I've yeah. seen it either. I've heard uh, it. But...
0: Yeah, and it's the rationale and the things that happen. You're like, "Oh, are you sure, guys? Really?" And it's it's very interesting. It's fascinating to me. And but she loved it, and she got me hooked on it. Now I watch it, and of course I, I love it as well. I think mean, it's very. It, but it's it's a triumph of her. She's like, "No, no. Like I've got you now into." Like, you were in my circle, but now you're in my mm-hmm. circle. Mm-hmm. Now you, you not only see what I do, but, you know, you're experiencing it on a, on a different level. Right. Which is pretty awesome. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And, I mean, it. it it's nice to have both, I think. Um, it's like, I love having a boyfriend that understands what I do, mm-hmm. um, you know, and can, like, commiserate with me or, like, there's kind of like a shorthand. Um, and it is nice to have some of my close friends who I can kind of uh, talk shop with uh, about the industry. But I also, I mean, it is also nice to have like some friends that don't, like we don't ever talk about work because they don't fully understand my work. Mm -hmm. And that's also kind of nice too. Because being, I mean, for all intents and purposes, I'm basically an independent contractor. And because of that, like the hustle is constant. And it's kind of nice when I'm not working to sometimes just not think about work.
0: <laughs> Is that also a great thing if you, you know, I mean, your boyfriend's in the industry, but let's mm-hmm. say you meet someone like, hey, listen, I got, they like, all get invited to something. And my wife, she's like, oh, I'm not going. <laughs> Staying home with her five-year-old, I don't know what the, like, you go by yourself. Grab a friend, you know, uh, and then... You know, I'll go to some place interesting or I'm like, I got invited to go to the NFL alumni party. I'm like, I wanna to go to the NFL. She's like, I'm not going. <laughs> Sounds awful. I only watch football. This is the dumbest thing in the world. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna go. And then people ask what I do. I'm like, I don't know what I fucking do. <laughs> I'm kind of an independent contractor like you, right? So I'm just hanging out. But then do you find yourself sometimes, either a, you just wanna take someone down a rabbit hole or be like, oh, you know what? You want to know what I do? And you just dump it on them and just watch the bewilderment just go across their eyes. And you're like, oh, yeah. Hey, have you done this, this, this? And you're like, no, 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 no. Just your read, And just blow them away with what you do.
1: Uh, well, typically people either are intimately familiar with what I do mm-hmm. or not at all. Um, but For those
0: that aren't, like the, the, the drunk party or the, the, the guy at the bar. Like, so what is do you, do? This lady? Do you have a made-up job, or you're like just like you just go with independent contractor?
1: No, I mean I'll tell them that I'm a voice actor, and and usually that will be followed by like, well, what is that? What does that mean? And I will say that being able to pull out the like dozen different voices in a minute with different accents and stuff is a fun little party trick. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, but yeah, I mean, usually I feel like at least video games have entered like the. Uh, general consciousness like the, the social consciousness enough that I can usually get people to have a very at least basic understanding of what I can do fairly. I much.
0: mean it seems like Austin video game hub, Riot Games is here. There's a lot of video game mm-hmm. companies that are that are here. So it's not I mean, it's no longer just SF where i think they had the the Star Wars thing and you know it, it seems like Austin's created a, a nice niche for it and then mm-hmm. Robert Rodriguez and his group and everything else. I mean, it, at least, it, 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 theoretically, from what I've seen, it looks like it's growing for mm-hmm. an actress, not just voiceover, but actress in, in all, right? Mm-hmm. I mean... Yeah. A little bit more of a mark.
1: But I it lights is left. It's been gone. It's been oh, gone wow. for a while. I never watched <laughs> the show. I didn't either. I heard it was great. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's typically... not that hard. <laughs> Yeah. people to figure
0: out what I do. Um, do you, uh, is there, in the, w- five years, ten years down the road, mm-hmm. do you want to, is, is there a, a transition where you're like, you know, I? You, is there an acting bug in you that, that, that voiceover work doesn't grab, where, if let's say, the fifth element two comes out, mm-hmm. right, and they've got a younger Bruce Willis, or Bruce Willis's kid, like, Mila and Bruce have a kid, and this is what happens, and, do you run after that role? I mean, is, is there is it are there things that you, is voiceover work, I mean, it's, it's, it's a horrible asking questions. but it's voiceover work that i like, this is my mainstay, but there are things when I hear about them or my agent does, and I run after them because I'm like, this is a dream part of, of why I wanted to be an actress
1: my whole life. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, there... Uh... I would, A, never want to have to choose between on-camera and voiceover. Mm -hmm. They definitely, like, fulfill different things for me, um, but uh, not mutually exclusively. Okay. Uh, But, yes, like, I have goals that, like, and, like, you know, top-shelf dreams that I'm working towards in each category. And for on-camera, like, 100%... I want to become known as like one of those go-to names for genre film and TV shows, kind of like how Angelina Jolie was for a while, okay. And Scarlett Johansson is is kind of become now. Like I absolutely want to be like the helm of a, a franchise or a TV series that's you know sci-fi, fantasy, action-based. Um. So that's it for me for on camera. And like yes, also Mila. I mean, she's another great example. Like, yeah. Um, I mean, I guess this was more so maybe a number of years back, but with this movie and with uh, um, Resident Evil and so forth. I mean, she, Resident like,
0: Evil. I mean, she killed it.
1: Yeah. And um, it was, yeah. And then, like for VO, I definitely one of the dreams, and and this is for a number of reasons. Some of it uh, artistic, because I do believe that. Um, TV shows give you uh, give you an unusual ability to like delve into a character long form, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so it's like I would love the chance to do that uh, with a character, but also uh, you know just to get like a, a like a, a reoccurring or like regular role on like a good old fashioned like Union Network like cartoon. Uh, would be pretty amazing. And I guess now
0: that's, you know, it, it, it seems like from the outside of the right? like that's kind of changing where it's, it goes from what are the sci fi and CW and networks to the powerhouses to just seem to have more money and, and reach of an Amazon or Netflix, mm-hmm. which is breaking out into more voiceover work, yeah. more animation, more things happening, but also. Getting a lot more experimental. I mean, at the time, right? This was an experimental film. You're like, what? You're gonna, you're gonna have this bold premise, but you're gonna have this quirky side to it and this serious side to it, and you're gonna, you're gonna have a, a game show host around it, and you know, you it. It was. I I liken this to, the popularity of the Fifth Element brought Bruce Willis first wanted when he did Hudson Hawk, right? Like mm-hmm. this is. He he wanted Hudson Hawk to be his James Bond, his his thing, and it didn't work. And and this could have probably spun off two or three other fifth elements. It really, really could. have.
1: Did this movie do well in the theaters? I don't even remember.
0: Yes, and it did well with Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, it did. It did well acro- across the board. Um, and it was. And it had enough of mainstay and new actors that as it aged, and you you saw the Chris Tuckers and you saw the Mila's and you, you could go back and see it again and it, and it had power and, and resilience in that. And you know, just a, all, all around a, a good story.
1: And I actually feel like it holds up fairly well. Like obviously the special effects are dated, but it's so stylized that it almost doesn't matter.
0: Yeah, well that's true. I mean, there, there are some parts of it that, that don't. There's Debo on mm-hmm. Friday. Uh, there, there are some that, that just don't matter whether it's the outfits or a couple of other things, but there, there are some that you're absolutely right. You're, you, you can still, this is one of those rare movies where you can still get lost in it. You can sit down and watch it and just get a little bit taken away and lost in it, right. you know, and, and not care and not be distracted by some shitty special effects.
1: Right. Right.
0: Which, you know, as, as everything gets better and better, it, it becomes more and more difficult.
1: I feel like I need to fact check this because I feel like I've repeated this fact a couple of times.
0: Just repeat it. It's fine. Um,
1: I don't know 100% this is true, but some, a friend of mine told me that they listened to an interview with Gary Oldman mm-hmm. where one of the questions he was asked was, you know, like, are, are there any projects or roles that you regret doing? And he said, Fifth Element. Really? Is Which it the I hair really, piece? I don't know. I really hope that's not true. I really need to actually look it up because that would break my well, heart. Well, let's see. We I got Google so. here. We got... Um, I just I'm gonna, love him in this role so much. He's,
0: uh, he's an interesting... So let's see here. Did Gary Oldman... Did Gary... Oldman
1: regret
0: working regret, with Luc Besson. <laughs> regret the fifth. People are like, Jason, do your homework. I'm like, no, am I doing my homework? Um, also, okay.
1: was this the first movie to show a black president?
0: Um I'm gonna go hard no on that one. No, no. no. I don't believe so. Um I would uh but that's just that that is one hundred percent a guess on my court. If I were to guess, I would say no. Gary Oldman interview Blast, The Fifth Element, also defends, so controversial Gary Oldman interviews, interview Blast, The Fifth Element, also defends Mel Gibson, Alec Baldwin. So he might have been on something. Um, mm-hmm. In an interview, he sparked plenty of controversy. Uh, this morning, Gary Oldman told Playboy that he didn't like The Fifth Element.
1: Gary. Gary, come Gary. on, man.
0: Oh, I don't know why that'd be so negative, Gary.
1: I'd be interested to to read why.
0: I know, that seems aggressive, right? I mean, this is it's listen, 71% on rotten tomatoes. For for the year, for the time, I mean 90% of people on Google, just thumbs up, thumbs down, much like Rotten Tomatoes, but mm-hmm. uh, 90% of people on Google liked it. IMBD, it's got it's got a 7.7. 7. I'm just gonna throw I'm a rounding error, throw it up to an eight.
1: I don't know if I have ever talked with anybody who has told me that they don't like this movie. Granted I, mean, I do everybody that. Luke Perry's in this movie. <laughs> I <know>.
0: Handsome devil. <laughs> you know, it's a uh, it's 1997, so it's you know, 21 years old. Still holding up. This is one of the crazy scenes, right? Where they're they're, they're getting in, they're they. We're about to get some massive violence.
1: Yeah. Well, we have a little, little
0: ways Ooh, to little go. A little ways to go, do you think? Got about, about five minutes. There's our there's our priest. Uh huh. It's getting ready. This is. I mean, this might be the corny part of the special effects, right? Their helmets. <laughs> yeah. Might be.
1: I was thinking that when they were like taking off on the giant spaceship, I was like, man, those are uh, some. Interesting space suits.
0: They are, diva Paula. We'll leave that alone. Um, Bruce Willis had hair back then, so that's always nice. He's
1: an interesting lead man, lead action man.
0: He is, isn't he? Yeah. Uh, what do you think? Because there, there are some interesting lead action people where you look at them, and is it that he did Moonlight? I mean, I wonder what made him. I mean, people could say Die Hard. I would probably say Moonlighting or, or, some, or something prior. But it's... He doesn't... I don't know. Is it the imperfections, the, the direct imperfections of him that make him the leading man versus a George Clooney, which doesn't seem to have any... Like, George Clooney creates imperfections. Like, I gained 50 pounds through this run. And you're like, and I hurt my back. And I'm like, dude... You know, Brad Pitt doesn't have these imperfection things. And... Bruce Willis does, and it's almost like he highlights them. I mean, he's got frosted tips in *The Fifth Element*.
1: I know, a I balding mean, man. I mean, you know, for better or worse, and you know what, what kind of implications you could make about what this says about us culturally and societally. Uh, I do think him being uh, a mostly action male lead—that, mm-hmm. uh, for me personally, the fact that he isn't too good-looking is a plus. Um, he does look like he could be your average Joe a little more realistically than, you know, your some of the model guys they get. Um, <laughs> and, the model guys. And he's also, there's something about he's very understated in his acting, but yet he is also very expressive if that makes any sense whatsoever.
0: That makes a little sense, yeah.
1: Um I don't know. I I like watching him act. I think that for what he does, he's actually really good. Um
0: Do you think of the cast? He is uh Who do you think's the winner in the cast?
1: For this movie, Mila, in Mila? my opinion, what she had to to kind of do and I think she had the more difficult Role to portray honestly,
0: outside of probably the, the three mainstays, right? Which is the priest, I can never remember his name. The okay, priest, okay. uh, Bruce, and Mila. Then you have this secondary class you've got Goldman, you've got the guy who played Debo and you know, in Friday, you've got Chris Tucker. Tucker,
1: you've got what's his name, who's the guy that, um, I'm, I'm blinking on his name, but the pretty boy with uh, blonde hair. Um, was that Jared? Leto? No, I always think it's Jared Leto, and it wasn't Jared it's, Leto. It, it,
0: it's it's Matthew, isn't it? Um, I just I thought I just said his name here. It is. Uh, I'm gonna pull up the cast here. It's um uh, Luke Perry.
1: No, 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 no. What? I know who you're talking about. Luke Perry from the very beginning of the movie. Him, 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 him. Oh,
0: I missed him because I'm really looking. Totally
1: referencing things. That we're
0: referencing things, and we're looking on. on the phone, <laughs> and he like. Guy and there, are the people, there's people yelling right now. Like it's this person. I'm like, just calm down, folks. Um, man, there's quite a cast here. Let's see. Uh, I don't know if he's even listed in here, or they've got an old picture of him. Because there's the two young guys that I see are, of course, Luke and Lee Evans.
1: Maybe he he's totally kind of like a foppish dandyish guy in this movie, and he's got like the white kind of curl wig thing going on. Oh, kind of is kind of stupid. <laughs> yeah,
0: I think that's Lee Evans. Okay. I want to say that's Lee Evans.
1: But he yeah. has a little bit of a Jared Leto thing going on.
0: A little bit. This guy right here, just ass kicker. Yeah, it, Unfortunately, if you've seen this movie. And then you want to cast him, and you're like, you know what? You're going to be the truth fairy. (laughs) No, you're not. He gives that camera one look, and you're like, he's going to fuck someone up. He just, he, and that face is like, that serious face is like, no, I beat people up. I'm going to fuck someone up. Do you, uh, do voiceover voiceover actors and actresses get uh, typecast?
1: Um, Yeah, for sure. Uh, I'd say it's less prevalent than with on-camera work. Okay. or uh easier to break out of. Um, but for sure, I mean, I have a naturally kind of deeper voice, and I tend to uh like, the roles I get cast in the most are either kind of what people think of when they think of a woman with a deeper voice, which is either kind of like badass, kind of like fighter, military commander, you know, something along mm-hmm. those lines. Or the kind of, like, seductress, villainous, you know, kind of uh, very, you know, sensual, uh, often with an evil bent to her sort of characters.
0: Interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. Yeah, I, I don't, you know, I mean, I guess it's... I, I think about that now, right? And when you, when you put it that way, and then I wonder if... On the on-screen women, looking back, is it physically who they are that made her a sick actress, or is it her voice? Because you think about some of those women that have that slight raspiness to their voice. Uh, you know that um, I, I can't think of any new ones that that, that are doing it, but you, you know you you look back and uh, the 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 lead actress who is now in uh, Animal Kingdom. Um, And she is, everyone just like, can you just please know an actress's name? (laughs) Probably not. not. Uh, And as soon as I see it, I'm just going to kick myself because Animal Kingdom, which was first started off in Australia, Ellen Barkin. I don't actually
1: know who that is.
0: So she's got, I mean, she's kind of got this, like a little bit of a raspy voice. Uh, There's a picture of her. Mm, yeah. She is, but she was in those 80s, 90s, she was a seductress, villain-esque kind of woman. Mm-hmm. But then, you, but then, as, as you said that, and I think about it, I'm like, oh no, it's not that she's not attractive, or she doesn't carry the physical attributes, but man, her voice
1: made it. Yeah, I mean, I think it's all part of the whole package with on-camera work. And I also think, too, we talk a lot about, um, as actors, getting typecast, mm-hmm. and it, it's real, and it can be frustrating, But I think a lot of typecasting, too, is also like, where do you as a person or as an actor, what are you comfortable inhabiting? Um, Because, for instance, I don't think that I'm a bitchy person in real life. But on camera, I am cast as really bitchy characters a lot or, you know, villains and so forth and and it's because i am comfortable inhabiting that headspace okay um you know it's like you can look like a villain mm-hmm. but if you can't get into playing a villain or playing a bitch you're not going to be cast as that you know what i mean
0: do you take so that it's like, you, you take that work home sometimes like i know there's some actors who they live that or they, uh Heath Ledger was famous when he was going to be the Joker right he was being the Joker he was the joker. He didn't turn it off. He sent people dead animals. He did the, the whole craziness of it all. Right. Yeah. Are you part of that method or are you, hey, I showed up. I did my my scene. I'm going home. I'm happy again.
1: Uh, yeah. No, I'm not. Uh, th- this is not to say that the work does not sometimes follow you home. Because mm-hmm. I do think it can be really difficult to play a character that lives in a dark place and not have that sometimes creep into your normal life. Um, cause if you're really going there, that's profound, you know, yeah. but, um, I do not purposefully bring it home with me. I am not method in that sense that, you know, I've heard Daniel Day Lewis can be, or that the guy's uh,
0: been making shoes for five years to become a cobbler in a film coming up.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah.
0: Hey bro.
1: So where are my shoes? And I will say that there, there have been some characters that I have played where they were so extreme or so extremely different from me mm-hmm. that I did feel like in order to, because some, sometimes I can just turn it on and off. And, you know, you can be a guy on the crew of a film set and we can be joking around and, you know, like, you know, tossing out jokes and then 15 seconds later, I can go right into a scene where I have to be really serious or, or sad or something. But there have been other characters where their personalities or their outlook on life is or, or so vastly different from my own or so extreme that I do have to kind of uh, get into and inhabit that space. And then if I'm going to an audition, like I have occasionally gone to the audition as that character. Wow just because I don't trust myself to be able to quickly get in and out of it because the character is kind of new to me or they're so different from me. Interesting. Um, but that's not what I would say is like normal MO for okay. me as an actor.
0: Is there, in that, you know, um, is there a part, do you do you pull things from you to get to certain areas? Yeah, or do you or do you just go with you're like okay I can imagine the character being this or is there or or can you look back on a film or a show that you've been in and go whew, like that reminds I pulled from this and maybe I shared too much or I'm glad someone doesn't know where I pulled that from
1: um you know it's been i would say honestly like a pretty healthy mix of both Um, I do think that, I mean, I can't remember who it is, but there's an actress that's kind of quoted as saying, like, the only way you can find a character is to figure out what part of you is in that character. Mm -hmm. And then, um, that's your connection to the character. And then also what makes you unique in playing that character because Mm -hmm. nobody else is like you. So it's like finding what you have in common with that character and how you can relate to them is what is your special take on the character. But I have other characters where I don't have, you know, immediately it doesn't seem like I have anything in common with them. Or I don't sit down and be like, okay, so they have this relationship with this person. What in my life can I equate to that? Where I don't, I mean, sometimes I do sit down and do that type of analytical work. But there have been other characters that truly just kind of, for lack of a better word, channel through me, mm-hmm. where it's kind of like, I don't really think about it too much. Rather, I just kind of like step back and let it kind of flow out unimpeded. Okay. Um, so yeah, it's been kind of a mix of both things.
0: Interesting. I, I always wonder because there there are things where, whether it's shared in this podcast or I, I speak... Big events and uh, and there are things that I share, and you know I'll get a note from someone like, "Hey, dude, like, I'm uh, no, sure, sure, personal. Yeah, <laughs> personal," and I'm always like, "Ah, it's my yeah." There's, uh, there's there's not a boundary there, right? For for me, it's just it's a hey, it, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I have friends who are actors and and actresses, and they uh you know they they've lost relationships. Because they've done a part, and their significant other's been like, "That's us." Like, no, this is a movie. Like, I got cast for this movie, and I pulled this. And I'm like, yeah, no, I saw a relationship breaking down up here, and and I, and I bring that to ask the second question: like, how do you? Because you talk, you know, you guys talking shorthand a little bit and do mm-hmm. this, but at the same time, like, I always wonder. Like, my wife and I are driving down the road, and I go, "Yeah, you know, I'm tired of doing what I do. I think I'm going to become an actor." Uh, you don't mind if I just make out with Katy Perry for a whole day, do you? She goes, No, I'm gonna become an actor as well and I'm gonna make <laughs> out with uh, you know, with Brad Pitt or whoever. And, and I was like, nah, I don't feel comfortable with that. She goes, Well, you know, make your poison. You know, just, and we're joking around. But I wonder in the acting world, like this is a fascinating thing for me. Like I'm fascinated by couples that both do it. Um, how they separate, you know, for lack of a better term, church and state. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and how they don't see if your relationship is good, the good, if you see it on camera, right? Or if the relationship is bad or you had a fight, how you don't remember that fight and see it on camera. Is, it, is, it, is that just that you're mentally tougher, like as a couple, which is fine if you are, you're just mentally tougher because you transition mentally into different people and do different things so often that you're just... You're a little more resilient and not a soft skin in that area, or is it that it is that's work and we just both know that?
1: I don't think that it's that we're more resilient because it's not easy, you know? It's not easy to read a script and be like, oh, my boyfriend has to, like, fall passionately in love with this other woman. Like, the real deal. Like, real love. And, like, have multiple like really steamy intimate like physical encounters like it is not it is not i don't think easier for me to read that and digest it than it would be for you if your wife was an actress um i think that but you're
0: also in the profession i guess i wonder if that's the
1: difference well but yes i mean i will say that it is helpful to have done it myself and to have a visceral understanding that just because you act like you're in love with somebody does not mean that you are or are <laughs> going to fall in love with that. You're not
0: calling your agent at the premiere. And you're like, honey, I'm going to go get some popcorn real quick. Listen, uh, Nancy, yeah, no, you're going to need to get, no, I don't care. No, I'm going to want to make up five dudes. He's made up <laughs> with four chicks in his premiere. I just watched it. There could be a bit. Make it seven. Make it seven. Good. I've got to get popcorn now and watch this fucking movie. One to feel it as well. <laughs> Bye.
1: It, I mean, you get those feelings sometimes. It's, it's true. but I think I think that's one advantage. Another advantage is that um, I really do feel like when you can meet the other actor and like develop a, a relationship with them yourselves, mm-hmm. like like this example that I use that actually happened in an indie film that my boyfriend was the lead in. And I got to meet the other woman, the other actress, and spend some time with her.
0: Like, oh, she's got bad breath. I felt so bad for her. No, but oh, I'm, just, I'm kidding,
1: just I'm It's like, oh, but like, you're a really good person. Like, yeah. you're not, like, a man-eater that's going to try and steal my boyfriend away from me. Um, that helps. And then third, I do think that because we're both actors, having a vocabulary to talk about these really weird, complex emotions is really helpful because we both do the same thing we both understand you know, the principles of acting, the principles of, of script study, of, of creating a character. It's like we have a way to be able to talk about it together that I feel like if I were dating somebody who wasn't an actor and he was experiencing these kind of jealousy emotions for the first time, mm-hmm. he may not have the words to be able to express like what's bothering him or what I can do to... Alleviate his concerns, or okay, so forth.
0: Question, and you're gonna be like, no, I'm not gonna answer this, and that's that's 100 mm-hmm. uh, percent Have you ever been on a set, been kissed by someone, and been like, oh, they're not acting?
1: Oh, 100 <laughs> yeah. percent. Oh yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> Do you go tell the director? I mean, this is like where you raise your hand to the teacher, and you're like, hey, they're cheating. I mean, not like, you know, but I, I don't know. I, I don't know an analogous representation outside of what what happens in a world where you're like, oh no, I'm working, you've stopped working.
1: Yeah, that's difficult. And
0: yeah, I can't imagine because there's no place on planet Earth outside of that. I mean, king, of course, big paintbrush, but it's like, I guess I don't go to work, and if. You know, my boss all of a sudden or my coworker falls in love with me and she's like, no, I'm going home with you today. And you're like, nah. Like, it's, a, it's, a, it's a different scenario because of, I guess, the way the script is written. Is that? Yeah.
1: It's, a, it's a difficult line to walk because it's like, you don't want to impede somebody from, from doing their job or doing the best performance they can do. Um, you want to create a safe space where people feel safe to let go. But, I, I mean, I feel like I've been in some uncomfortable situations before. A lot of times I just kind of swallowed it and was kind of like, you know, what they're, they're enjoying this more than they should. But, yeah, you know, it's like I, part of it was maybe youth and not really knowing how to handle it. I mean, if it, like, started diverge into sexual assault territory, like, that would no, be I'm, I'm thing. No, I'm not even talking about but,
0: that. I'm just like, I'm assuming that as an actress... You've experienced the difference between this is a kiss and it's work and this is a kiss and you're still working and they're kissing you. Like, does that make sense?
1: Yeah. And I, I, mean, I will say that that one time in my, my work life experience, I did have the other party took that out of the workspace and into like personal public life. Oh, I,
0: I just got uncomfortable.
1: And, yeah, and, and that was that was the one time where I was like, okay, this has crossed. Like, the boundaries can be really weird in these yeah. situations, but that was one case where I was like, this is a boundary that I'm very clear that he crossed. And then I did talk to the director about it. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, it is kind of like a weird sort of like, how do you quantify that sometimes? Yeah. <laughs> like Yeah,
0: it's, it's it's different. I mean, you know, I, I can't, there, there's not an area of my life where I would, you know, where I come across that, right? There's just there's not. Uh, and, you know, and it, it, it's all it, I bring it up because it was, you know, my wife and I had gone and seen a Star Wars You
1: know,
0: mm-hmm. I had seen the original. I'd seen all the remakes. She had never seen it before. And she's like, spoiler alert, right? And he's like, he ah. dies and I'm like, well, of course. You're not seeing the movies? And she's like, what movies? I was like, oh my God. Like, I have a podcast about movies. He's like, I don't care. She's like every time we try to watch a movie, you've seen them all. I'm like, that's my job. That's all I do is watch. Don't really listen. Grab beers, hang out. But we were talking about how, you know, Cooper is married and Lady Gaga, I think, has a boyfriend or married or whatever. And um uh, they have these romantic scenes and uh, they have these fight scenes and it's so good and it's so engaging and my joke is, I was like, Chris Christopherson, when he did it, he looks like a guy who's strung out and who just woke up hungover. And Bradley Cooper, at his worst moment, you put the camera on me, you're like, God damn, you're good looking. <laughs> he's not Bruce Willis. Right. And Bruce Willis right here looks like he's been in a fight, right? It's, it's Bruce. And you look at Bradley and you're like, Jesus, dude, you just a handsome motherfucker. <laughs> Call some gray in. I don't care. Do whatever. Okay? Put a jewel. Put a third eye on God damn you're good looking. So, you know, and she's like, I just can't believe that. Like, I I couldn't be in that relationship. And I look at it and and what I'm very blessed to have some friends who are actors and actresses. And I looked at it, and I've seen like my friend who's married, who's a great actress, and I've seen her kiss her husband, and I've seen her kiss on camera. And I'm like, oh, I see the difference. Mm-hmm. Like I see the difference. Like, you can put your hand up, you can grab the hair, you can grab the face, but that lip touch is different. And I say it like, I'm, you guys can't see me, but I've got this weird face and my hands are kind of up. It's different. <laughs> it just is. Like, you can have all the physical attributes you want of holding someone that you can act that out. But that one lip thing is just different. And, you know, I, I, and so it, it's always fascinating to me when I, I'm like, oh, yeah, no, they're, they're you know. It's cool. And then to, to ask someone who's, who's gone through it, it's, it's, it's an interesting thing for me because, and I'll bring it back, you know, people like, Jesus Christ, you guys watching the movie? It's like, yeah, the movie's on. Relax. And I'll bring it back to the movie because, and this also ties to your work a little bit, but we're just, you know, we're in the major fight scene and, you know, the, the guns have gone off. And I think this is another thing, and we'll, we'll delve a little bit into the, the, the politics side of things, and you can say, no, thanks, Jay, and then I'll just talk. But, you know... Uh, <laughs> It's, you know, everyone's like, how can Hollywood say, you know, get guns out of schools and do this, and yet they do a movie like this, and there's violence. And I would say the same reason that you can say, Hollywood's not over there, actors and actresses just, you start fucking and making out for cameras, and then saying wear condoms. <laughs> right? I mean, there's a difference. There is an area where you need to separate imagination, video game, movie, Shooting a laser beam or a bullet versus reality, and probably that weight shouldn't go on Bruce Willis or Gary Oldman or Chris Tucker or yourself or anyone else for the video game or movie, but maybe it should go back on know, the parents, you know, <laughs> and and letting the kids know that the difference between what is real and what is fake. Mm-hmm. So you know, I always I got this post and I'm still trying to write it. I get caught up in things and I just want to make them perfect and they're not going to be, but it will get done. Mm-hmm. Buddy Right, mine writes down, you know, America, you've done it. It's over. You know, the kids are disrespectful and da 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 Goes into something and if you agree, repost this. It's fucking Facebook shit. And I walk my kid to school almost every day. Drive to a park, we walk through the forest. Dad, can we go through the forest? I'm like, we go through the forest every day. Okay. <laughs> We're going through the forest. <laughs> We're going through the forest, and she's excited. I'm like, a monster?" She's like, "I'm holding your hand." And we we walk this trail, and we come down, and you enter the school area. you walk these steps, and I see parents driving up, and they're pulling into handicapped spots, and they're walking up. They walk. They're illegally parking, and do not. There's a big sign: "Do not drop your kids off here. Drop their kids off there." You know, all the break all the rules. Hold the door open. We're walking down a trail. I dropped my daughter off. I'm walking back. I see a mom and a, a, a dad. Either one, they're walking their kid or two kids, whatever. I step off the trail, and I let them walk by. No one says a thing. No thank you, no excuse me, nothing. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you, you want to know why kids are assholes, you just look at their parents. I, If you want to figure out why kids are complete fucking morons and assholes, and they are, do a kindergarten to third grade, fourth grade drop-off, and watch These people watch the Gary Oldmans of the world from The Fifth Element do the drop-off. Don't stop your car here. They will stop their car in the line of cars, get out, and let their kids out while everyone else is now backed up on the street and around and everything else and not care. And it, it, it amazes me, right? It's like the people that will... Judge a movie or you on a video game or violence are the same ones that, that look at a science and do not stop here and go, fuck it, not, doesn't apply to me.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I agree pretty strongly with that. <laughs> I, mean, I think that, I think that uh, uh, kids absorb what the parental figures around them do. So much,
0: so much. My my kid Halloween. It rained. She's dressed as a princess.
1: Okay. yeah.
0: Umbrella over her. Hat's wet. My shirt's wet. My flip flops. I'm soaking wet. It's pouring down right. She's dry as can be. Right. I'm just walking along. I'm like, hey. But you're a princess today. I would do this to a princess or not, but she's a princess today. We're <laughs> walking along. Hey, what do you say? Trick or treat. What do you say now? Thank you. I really appreciate it. Oh, here, you can have another one then. She's got one. It's fine. No, no, no. She's the only kid that said thank you to me tonight. What? I'm just like, what the fuck is going on? But, I mean, someone opens the door. Someone steps out of the way. Harper, what do you say? Thank you. Good morning. And yeah. all of the other parents are like, oh, your kid's so polite. Mine's not like that. Okay. No. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't me? know what to tell you. I don't, I don't think it's your kid's fault. Your kid's five. My kid's, they're both five. You know, uh, we, we've got one little boy, he comes over to the house, and he's like, no, I don't like you. He just does. Barrett must me to die. He's like, Uncle Jason, I like you, but I don't like you. And I'm like, why don't you like me? He goes, you don't count. I go, like, what do you mean? He goes, like, you know, my, they'll will say, come over here. One, two, three, He'll, come over here. And if I don't, you just start taking privileges away from Harper and I. I'm like, oh yeah, no, you have to listen. <laughs> It's just like, I, was, I need a moment. And I'm like, you don't get a moment here, champ. It's
1: just,
0: but it's craziness. I mean, it's, you know, be like, what the fuck is going on in this podcast? We've gone everywhere. And how did making out and not making out of the film devolve to, to this? And it does in the fact that if you don't, and if you weren't taught them, and you can't figure it out, you don't know what's going on. If if you can't find boundaries in life, right? Let me and, and I'm a hard person with boundaries. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I feel bad for some of our original guests and original friends that I have <laughs> and all the friends that I have for that matter, right? And, and guests that we have across the board. Because as soon as like someone hangs out with me for two hours and we get a talk and bullshit and drink and hang out, I'm like, oh, we're kind of friends. Like my friend, I just call her my friend, right? And she's probably, we're really not friends. She you have my cell phone number because (laughs) your brother's a world famous hairdresser. (laughs) And I go to Vegas and you're going to hook it up. That's how you have it. So you can introduce me to him. And then that's where it stops, right? But like Jessie Maple Leafs is a great stand up comic. She's been on television quite a bit. She comes, does the podcast. I still text her. She lost her father to Alzheimer's. You know, I text her like, hey man, I'm really sorry about that. I hope you're doing well. And then I follow up with, because of just how my brain works, I'm like, by the way... I'm with Elizabeth Maxwell, I just assume she should know who you are, she doesn't, I just assume she should, you're both in Hollywood, I'm like, and we're doing the fifth element, she's like, I love the fifth element, I can't wait till I see and I'm like, oh, that's my friend, Tim Kennedy was on, and, you know, uh, he got shit about waterboarding, and I don't care on the side of right or wrong of where people feel about waterboarding, Uh, that wasn't the point, I was like, texting him, I'm like, oh, you should waterboard me, and we'll just see if if it's bad for the average person or not, (laughs) And he's just like, I'm like, just get a slightly overweight dad and just waterboard him. Instead of your friend's waterboarding, you just do it to me and we'll just see how traumatic it is. And he's like, no, I don't think so. Why are you, why are you emailing me this? Like, what, Jason?
1: You
0: know, and I'm like, oh, I just thought, you know, we're well, buddies. It's like, and, you know, in, in a person, listen, as a, and I bring it up because as a person who doesn't have great boundaries and just assumes we're all friends hanging out, man, if no one's taught you boundaries... You know, we joked about it with Bobby earlier, but if no one's taught you boundaries, or you can't teach your kids boundaries, or whether it's acting or, or whatever, and, and they don't have those boundaries, Jesus Christ, man. If I'm your boundary monitor, you got bigger problems, bro. Fuck. <laughs> and my boundary monitor is friends. Like, I just assume we're all friends. Uh, and it's, you know, it's it's not that case. Uh, and, you know, to your point, right? Like, there's people who are like, yeah, I gotta go tell the director. Like, this, this fucking asshole thinks we're dating. <laughs> <laughs> it was a two-minute scene.
1: We pretended we were in high school. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean.
0: Because, I mean, and I know Austin's a little bit different, right? Mm-hmm. But you lived in L.A. That's a weird thing. Boundaries LA in L.A. is a
1: weird city. And I actually really love L.A. There's a lot that I miss and that I love about L.A. What are the things
0: you miss about L.A.? Because there are things I, 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 we talked earlier, I spent 20 years there, so.
1: I love, um, to me, L.A. feels <coughs> like a dozen different cities rolls in, rolled into one, and I feel like it's because the different neighborhoods have such distinct personalities. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, I fucking love Koreatown. My best friend lives in Koreatown. I love going down there and staying with him and just, like, walking around and randomly walking into, like, stores and restaurants. Uh, You know, it's like West Hollywood has its own personality. Santa Monica has its own personality. The East Side, Silver Lake, has its own personality. And Austin has those microclimates somewhat. Mm -hmm. Um, But to me, they're so developed and well-defined in L.A. And I love that I could live in one city and feel like I could experience, like, so many different personalities. Oh
0: yeah, my buddy lives off North Highland right off Hollywood Boulevard, like three blocks up from Hollywood Boulevard.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And every time I'm Oh man, I should come back to LA. Like I think the family and go back to LA. <laughs> I go stay at his apartment there and I was like, mm, not <laughs> fucking coming back here. So I saw a guy. I stopped at the gas station to get gas and the door was kind of open and someone was shooting i'm like taken. I'm like, no shit taken. <laughs> For sure lock the door. I want the needle to break in your arm, that make me feel bad. I mean, LA's the only place, and you know, and I this is gonna sound like a bit, and I'm not a comic by any stretch, but I thought about this. I'm like, LA is really the only place where if you commit suicide, like your suicide note has to be so good, because if you forget someone, it's like being left out of a wedding, right? They're just they're like, I can't believe I didn't get invited. Like, I missed his note. We were friends. He lived across the hall. I remember once I offered him coffee. I knew he was sick and I tried to help and I wasn't even in his note. But that, that's the narcissism of, of LA, that's the stuff. But yeah. then to your point, there is, there's there's Canter's, and there's the beach and there's Big Bear and then if you really want to get crazy, you drive to Orange County, <laughs> you know, oh, <laughs> look Jesus. at that face.
1: Well, I went to school in Orange County. So. where did you go to school in Orange County? So Chapman University, uh, City of Orange.
0: Vanguard University, Where? Costa Mesa, uh, 55, uh, 55 and fair.
1: I worked in Costa Mesa. The
0: Costa Mesa. I lived. Uh, I lived on nineteenth and uh, and uh, and uh, the East Nineteenth and fifty five, right there. All right, by Triangle yeah. Square.
1: Yeah, that's yep. kind of crazy. my um, I mean, Lynch's. I,
0: Do you know Mutt Lynch's? Newport Beach, the uh-huh. bar. it. Okay. Oh, I didn't. This, I
1: didn't spend a ton of time. On the coastal cities, quite as much.
0: I got, I, I mean, I lived right in that little, like the Goat Hill Tavern, right in mm-hmm. the Goat Hill. Always rode the bike down to the beach. Um, yeah, no, it's to this day, still very, very, very proud of this. I shouldn't be at my age. Very proud of it. That bar has my name on the menu and there's drinks named after me because of s- how much ridiculous amount of time I spent in that place <laughs> eating pizza and drinking 40 ounce schooners of beer. Wow. But it was, that was like my little home. Right, And it was weird how that little pocket, and you can almost take it coastally all the way up, right? Manhattan Beach, uh, you know, is, is, there's just a different energy there than mm-hmm. from Chapman Orange County. Chapman Orange County and Newport Beach Orange County are different people. Mm-hmm. Now, they might both go visit in Newport and hang out at the beach, but they're different. Yes. Yeah.
1: For sure. For sure. <laughs> I, I often describe that part of uh, Orange County as like all of the bad things about L.A. without the redeeming qualities. <laughs> yeah, like, like,
0: if you could have platinum hair and dark roots, there you go. It's just, it's a weird, yeah, uh, the more inland you went in Orange County... Uh, the more right of the Sheriff of Nottingham people got, and the crazier they got. I remember, was it Chapman? I forget. I was at a coffee shop at the campus or whatever, and I don't from Vanguard or going, to, uh, who knows? I remember someone be like, uh, you know, San Diego just sends all the people up here. You know, they cross the border in San Diego, and they just send them up here. What? Are you... Do- <laughs> What are you talking about? <laughs> well, I saw him. What? What? Yeah, they give him bus tickets. No, San Diego's going to get sued. What? Like, what are you talking about? But oh that boy. is that weird. You know, that's that orange curtain thing, right? That. And by the way, if someone's going to complain, it's going to be Hollywood Boulevard. It's not going to be about. <laughs> it's not going to be about people illegally crossing the border. It's going to be about batshit crazy people in Fifth Street in downtown, you know, downtown LA or Hollywood Boulevard, where it's just like. Oh, every mental asylum just ships their people here, and they are going to wave swords and 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 throw needles and spit and be fucking crazy. And at least now they. My brother and I were at this. We were at this restaurant. We're hanging out, and this was. Uh, and this, my poor brother. I mean, we're sitting down. I go, where do you want to eat? And I was visiting. Uh, we're off Hollywood. I think we're on Sunset. But off the way a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, where do you want to eat? And there's two places. The Mexican restaurant is a Thai place. And I'm hoping I'm Thai. really Nearly like a little bit Thai. But, but I'm taking him out. Where do you want to go eat? And he goes, let's go to the Thai spot. I'm like, great. I can see the bar through the window. <laughs> he goes, that's why I picked it. I know you want a cocktail.
1: I'm like, thank you.
0: So we're walking in. And there's these two guys. There's a girl behind these two guys. I hold the door open for him, and I see the two guys. go. I don't see the girl, and I assuming she just kind of walked back to, past us. and mm-hmm. Walk up, and I look at the the gal, the hostess, and I go, hey, uh, uh, can we just sit at the bar? And she goes, sure. And she grabs three menus, and I thought maybe it was a happy hour menu. I didn't know what was going on, and we're hanging out. And, uh, we sit down, and my brother sits down, and then I sit down, and then I hear, hmm. and I look over, and this the gal, who I thought was with the two guys, sits down, and just kind of sits close next to me. But, you know, it's L.A., I don't know where she's from or what's going on. And uh, we're sitting down. I've got the menu in my hand, and she reaches up and she tries to push something in my hand in between the space where I'm holding the menu. And I don't like being touched.
1: Fair (laughs)
0: enough. Fair enough. enough. I don't don't like being touched by a stranger either. And she's like, "Uh, uh, You just dropped Johnny. Like, what? She goes, Well, now he's going to be pissed. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. And she reaches down and picks something up. She goes, You know, you love Johnny. I'm, listen, I'm so sorry. I'm having dinner with my brother and we're probably going to get a cocktail if you don't mind. Uh sorry. And I go to talk to my brother and she goes, do you like clams? Like it? I don't, I don't Seems like a loaded question. <laughs> and she goes, my fingers are made of clams. You can eat them. And now I'm seeing how dirty her hands are. And they're just, I mean, they're, they're unfortunately, they're filthy dirty. Uh-huh. She said, yeah, let's eat my fingers. We me eat my fingers. <laughs> and my brother's loving this. And he's like, mm, "You're uncomfortable." <laughs> I'm like, "I'm not." Living. And this is L.A. to me, right? And, and I grab the hostess. I go, "Hey, can we please sit down somewhere else?" There's a gal who thinks her fingers are made of clams, and she's like, "And the, this girl has now disappeared somewhere." So she sits us down at a table. And then she just walks past us, pulls up a chair, and sits down. So I'm at a two-person table, and she's now at the end of the two-person table. I'm like, listen, I don't know what I did.
1: <laughs>
0: I don't know what's going on. But, you know, um, let me just tell you, please, like, this is – I'm going to end up with my brother, and she's like, you can't talk to him without me. Like, we're a family. I go, Moda. She goes, no, we are. Like, not... And she's looking at me and she goes, And he's just looking at me and she goes, see, like I just translated what you said and he thinks you're ridiculous. So I'm now getting annoyed and pissed. And I get up and I grab the hostess. I go, she's not with us. It's just him and I. Can you please see this somewhere else? She goes, I'm so sorry. We're going to buy you some apps. We're going to sit you somewhere else. Where does she see this? She moves us back to another section that's like in this little VIP area. You know, there's everything in LA. There's one little special. Right, right. The chairs are fucking hands. Like, this bitch just told me her hands are made of clams. (laughs) I don't want to sit here. She's like, this is the farthest way we can get from her. She's now sitting at the table by herself, looking at us laughing. Pulls her hair hair out. It's greasy. She's just pulling on it. Lights it on fire in the restaurant. <laughs> Starts just pulling it out and just lighting the ends on fire. And it's melting and coagulating. Oh, gosh. Smelling up the place.
1: Yeah, there's like no worse smell than, than burn smell hair. burning human hair.
0: The up place where we're in the hands is right by the window that overlooks sunset. She walks out after being escorted out gently to not disturb all the people who have now just had their meal ruined by Captain Hare on fire. And she reaches in her pants, gets some discard, and then writes on the the window that she'll be waiting for us. <laughs> I've never been so scared to leave a fucking restaurant in my whole entire life. <laughs> like, the Uber can't pull up close enough to the door <laughs> and I can't see her. At first she was across the street and at least I had an eye on her and then she was gone. My brother's like, we'll just walk back to my apartment. I'm like, Mom well, fucking walk back to your apartment. <laughs> Taking an armored car. I want a police fucking escort. There's a crazy person who thinks her hands are clams. She had clam hands. No. And this is happens to me every time I go to LA. Like I fall, I love. I spent twenty years there. I love LA, but every time I want to go back, there's someone going clam hands, <laughs> just like <laughs> again, like you can't come back here. You left. <laughs> you see the world differently now. I'm like God damn it, clam hands. <laughs> what are you doing to me? So yeah. So, that's my one fun LA story.
1: I don't, my most recent LA story. I don't have that interesting of an LA story. <laughs> you know, I, I could can do a voiceover for the Clam Hands. I cannot sure. top that.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, you know, uh, my friend Janer's at CNBC. She like lives out in Thousand Oaks, and I think that CNBC's up by Universal Studios. So she's fairly safe from all of it. Uh, my buddy Regan, who lives in North Highland or North Cherokee, right off of mm-hmm. Highland in, in between Hollywood, right there. He's in the heat of it, but he's got like a ninety-pound dog named Handsome James Ferdinand, by the way, the only pit bull, I believe, in California or at least in the LA Children's Hospital area that gets to hang out with kids. Like, rehabilitation dog, certified by the hospital, gets to hang out with them. Shout out to Handsome James Ferdinand, who wrote my daughter a letter. (laughs) They're friends. I go on FaceTime when I'm there, and she'll tell him to sit, and he'll sit, and then I'll hand him a piece of bacon, and then he'll eat the bacon, and then he'll lick the phone, which is her face super like this dog deserves to be around kids but he's got this huge dog so everyone every crazy homeless person is going to walk up sees this 90 pound piece of muscle that's the most loving thing in the world that Regan rehabilitated from a 50 pound piece that uh, uh, heard a man's voice and wet itself and yeah. sat in a corner and shaped to this positive boisterous beautiful piece of energy that loves everyone he gets to walk around and he's like oh we talking about crazy people
2: I'm like, what fucking shit, bro.
0: <laughs> Drive a Harley, you've got a 90 pound dog that looks like you could rip the face off anyone, all it wants to do is kiss everyone. And then there's me, the face that everyone wants to punch. They're like, oh, pick on that guy. <laughs> <laughs> look, at, look at that pale guy over there. Drunk. Let's go get him. <laughs> Is he bar hopping on Hollywood Boulevard? He Son looks of too man.
1: cheery. Let's He's bring him down a notch. Bring him down a <laughs>
0: notch. Hey, Happy Pants, come over here. We're going to share a story with you about how the earth is flat, and we're going to kill you. Thanks, guys. Can I finish my course light? Please? Something? I don't know.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: You know, L.A. L.A. So, I mean, God bless you 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 live in Austin, you go to this wizard comic-con hybrid thing, I email you and you're like, Oh, okay. <laughs> Little did you know. This. So I almost want to apologize. I don't uh know. was this fun?
1: You well, yeah, I mean, you gave me a drink, you gave me a nice mic, a great movie that I love. I, I mean, really, you should not be apologizing. Good. Okay. <laughs> no, this was super fun. Uh, and I haven't actually watched this movie in a long
0: time. We so. really didn't. We just kind of chatted. We just kind of ran around. But that's the whole point of this, right? Is that there's... It really is... Uh, I mean, I, I guess if I emailed you... conversation. Yeah, if I emailed <laughs> you, around, I'm like, Hey, do you want to ramble on a microphone for two hours? You're like, Dude, God, man, I'm going to fucking New Zealand. Now i got to go to the I'm super busy. I'm like, hey, we're going to do a movie and talk over it. It's this excuse where hopefully, you know, the people that follow you. And, by the way, how, how can people follow you, get in touch with you, all those things? Oh,
1: right. Um, yeah. Okay, so I'm most active on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, okay. Twitter, my handle is about Elizabeth M. Okay. And on Instagram, I must have been the first Elizabeth Maxwell to join because it is just... Just a trend Elizabeth trendsetter, Maxwell. A trend
0: center for the Elizabeth <laughs> Maxwell's <laughs> uh, out there.
1: Uh it yeah, may be. out uh, on Instagram anyways. Um and I have a website, uh, which is www.aboutelizabethmaxwell.com. Excellent. But yeah, if you want interaction, I would go to Twitter or Instagram.
0: Instagram. All right, this will go up on Tuesday. Sweet. Yep, I'll tag you in it. Uh we'll have some fun. But thanks for this. I hope uh, you know, um you, know, <laughs> you can be you like you know, no? That's but one day you're to meet your boyfriend. And we all get to go to Dirty Bill's and yeah. and have and have a beer. Uh, you'll meet Leslie and get a picture with the gnome, which is the famous thing that all the celebrities do. That she pulls it down for. So God, I never knew. Yeah, uh, that's the. I years ago. I brought in the bravery. In the bravery, uh, John Popper and myself uh-huh. sat around on the table with the gnome and sang Eddie Rabbit hits from the jukebox. Nice. Uh, what's the guy? Dave Grohl. That's uh-huh. the place uh-huh. where he uh-huh. goes and gets a beer when he comes into town. All right. Yeah, so it's it's got a little it's got a little piece, and Leslie does a good job of highlighting the celebrity by putting a eight and a half by eleven picture on the wall and never tweeting it out or doing anything, and then people see it and they're like, they were here. Why didn't you? She's like, because assholes. The place only holds forty two people, and that includes the two bartenders. <laughs> <laughs> like it's it's meant to be that that kind of place. Uh, but we'll definitely uh, uh, bring you guys down when you're back from Galapagos, and you can share some stories. Uh, me. About the tur- the box turtles that you stole smuggled back?
1: No, <laughs> no, I don't think the Galapagos or have the, turtles. Or uh, the or
0: what's <laughs> the uh, do they does Galapagos have the big heads? Is that the same area?
1: The big heads? Oh yeah. no, you're thinking of Easter Island. Easter
0: Island is that close? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, Jason, you flunked geography again. I don't know. I
1: don't, know. I don't think so. I don't okay, know. I don't know. I'm not gonna say. Are you gonna scuba
0: dive? Do you scuba dive or snorkel?
1: Uh, Last question. I, I have scuba dived. I'm not certified. Okay. I've only scuba dived in countries where they're like, we'll let you go. We'll, we'll do like 30 minutes of instruction in the pool, and then that's enough, and we'll let you, you know, scuba dive after that.
0: Okay. Here's a tank. Have fun.
1: Um, I don't know... If the boat that I'm doing, because the Galapagos, you mostly do uh, like, like cruises, right? Yeah. Because there's so many islands that if you were to stay on one island, you waste a lot of time in transit, like mm-hmm. going out every day. Um, and I don't think that the boat that I am on, I don't honestly think scuba diving is uh, an option. Okay. Um, I know they have snorkeling equipment. But I think that if you want to scuba dive, you have to get – I think they're a little bit more intense about it because it's such a, like, protected ecosystem. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I don't know if I'll be – I don't think I'll be scuba diving in the Galapagos, unfortunately.
0: That's all good. I mean, listen, they don't let white guys touch Galapagos, so it's a good thing. <laughs> Full circle. All right, folks. There you have it. Um, Elizabeth, thank you again. I thank really appreciate you. it and the, and the time. I know you're busy. Uh, safe travels. Uh, Let's stay in touch, please, uh, if you'd like. And, uh, you know, Austin's a great town. Uh, Once again, I really appreciate it. Now, folks, is your chance, once again, the highlight of your day, to listen to my daughter sing about that one time she took a poop. Enjoy. Enjoy.
1: Ah five the world. Ha ha, ha